of which guy will win back hard we find the answer is music or theater honestly yeah that tracks now onto your favorite time in the show to you. Yes, that's right. We're here. We're back for the finale, the season finale, the series finale of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. 68 some episodes i think something like that it's a close it's a close number there i didn't do any math we know we we know what's we know what's going on here i'm not doing math in this podcast come on 62 episodes i think i'm being mouthed anyway it's 68 68 i knew it it was 68 no, it's not <laughs> it's 68 episodes of our podcast not a crazy oh. girlfriend but 68 episodes of our podcast itself. Oh, oh, what a win 16 <laughs> 68. <laughs> anyway, it's the series finale of Crazy Ace Girlfriend. We have made it all the way to the end. They said it couldn't be done. Uh, I don't know who they is. Maybe it was us. We said it couldn't be done. I, I think I it was. Um, we said we couldn't do it. We said we yet. couldn't do it. We said it. We would never be. Whatever. We did it. We're here. The the series finale of Crazy Ace Girlfriend. This is a huge deal. I mean, this is a very big thing. It's a it's a massive undertaking that we started. Uh, over a year ago and now here we are at the final episode of this show that we love so much after this uh no more episodic recaps of craziest girlfriend which is partially sad but also partially an amazing celebration uh of, of what we were able to do here um and i say we because my goodness i could not have done this alone i would not have done this alone this whole thing would never have happened if it were just adam uh nothing would ever happen if it was just adam let's be real with ourselves here uh luckily for every single one of those 68, count them, 68 episodes of our podcast. I've had two of my very best friends here with me. Uh, Todd, the librarian, and Lindy, TV Lindy, both of you here joining me for the final time of our episodic recap coverage of Craziest Girlfriend. Welcome to the podcast. Here we are. We did it. We did it. How are you feeling in this moment? Lindy's just giving me a blank stare. How are, how are you feeling in this moment, Lindy? You're giving me absolutely nothing to work with here. I'm just, I can't, I just can't believe that we're here. And so I, I just feel speechless. I <laughs> don't know what to say. Todd, I, I mean, any words here as we're embarking on our final episode here? Um, It is wild. Like, I just think back to whenever you and I used to joke about starting a podcast, you know, like all these different things. Like, oh, we'll do a clue podcast. We'll do a this podcast. We'll do a this podcast. It's like this running joke for a long time. And then I, one day, like you would, you pitch something to me and I'm like, oh, I just don't know if that's the sort of, if that's a show I would want to podcast about. I like the show. I don't know if I want to talk about it. And I'm like, well, you know, crazy ex-girlfriend is something that you and I both love. And that's like something I might want to talk about. And then, like, a few weeks later, like, Todd, Lindy's in. Let's do this. And I'm like, all right, first of all, who's Lindy? And, <laughs> then, uh, and then I searched the Discord and found out the only interaction Lindy and I ever had, had in the Discord before was talking about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And I'm like, okay, that, that's that's a sign. That's a sign. 
I'd never podcast before that first episode that we did together. And I was so nervous. I was not never have anything to say. That's going to be like stage fright and so insecure and everything. And now I've gone on to now I'm like co-hosting a post-show recaps uh, recap with you, Adam. And I've guessed all sorts of other podcasts. And I just can't believe that we have been able to accomplish this where we haven't missed a week recording. We were a little late last week dropping it, but we still were there. And yeah, I think it's just, it's amazing we've been able to do this. The three of us who have never like done our own podcast before. Now that we've done like an entire series, like over like we started in August of last year, and now here we are uh, through this whole series. And it's just it's been it's been a great ride. It's been a wild time, and like I said, I, I'm sad to see it end, but I've had such a great time uh, going through it. And I don't want to, you know, spend too long or break our arms patting ourselves on the back here. Uh, that's certainly not the goal of this. But uh, as we said in our last episode, we're not alone here in this episode. Uh, even though it is the series finale, we, of course, had to have our series finale guest. And before I bring her on, I just want to say, while we are patting ourselves on the back, uh, I actually think that our guest this episode gets a gets a good amount of credit for this being a thing in general because i don't think there was a lot of confidence on our side at least on my side and right at the very beginning of this podcast when we started one of the scrub podcast a couple weeks beforehand i had the absolute pleasure of guessing on community building a podcast that she did where there was a lot of encouragement and saying yeah you can do this and so uh, a huge thank you to this guest here as we bring her on for the series finale of craziest girlfriend she loves a finale famously it is the one and only jessica sterling jess how are you oh my gosh i'm so excited to be here it's an honor it's privilege i can't believe it either mostly not because i didn't think you guys could do it because i obviously did know that but mostly because it's like oh my gosh it's already over it feels like it's just begun and it's already over and i've been nagging all of you incessantly to tell me what you're doing next because I'm like you can't possibly not podcast again I don't care if you take a little break or whatever but you can't you have to like do something because every Saturday I'm in my podcast queue moving this podcast to the top and it's not okay for me to not have a podcast with the three of you on it and moving it to the top so I've said and here's the thing I never watched this show before this podcast existed and so if you're, I don't even care whatever you watch. I'm going to watch it too and listen. And so I'm just so happy to be here. Congratulations to the three of you. Absolutely fantastic. Um, amazing work. And like you said, the, I think like Todd said it best, the hardest thing about podcasting is like the consistency of it and like keeping up weekly, not missing weeks. Scheduling is like one of the worst things about podcasting. And uh, you guys did it. It's pretty impeccable work amazing i'm no i don't agree with all the takes always on the podcast <laughs> uh but i do always root for lindy in the quizzes and yep. so Ooh. i'm just so happy to be here well uh very i feel like that is a very a common sentiment among the listeners of this podcast who uh, even the people on this podcast do not agree with the takes that are said here um and we're all rooting for lindy that is for sure uh just to call you know a little bit of a tease just what if we did just stop after this i mean it's not okay it's not, not okay. all right Okay, what if I said at the end of this podcast we were going to be announcing what we were covering next? I would be so excited. Okay, well, maybe I would we'll... be. That means I get the inside scoop. Yes. and that makes me feel like a VIP, and so I'm very excited about that. Okay, prospect. well, I'm. You know what? I'm just going to say this right now. At the end of this podcast, we will say what we're covering next. How about yes. that? End of this podcast. Who knows when that'll be? Four hours oh, later, yes. <laughs> we will. 
we have four hours to decide what we're covering we next. Four- episode. Yeah. <laughs> that's so going to be the, that's, that's the podcast. Like, forget the episode. We just have to talk about what we're going to do next. Yeah. That's not a bad idea, to be honest. I'd be down for that to be. Well, uh, no debate. We've decided. We know what we're covering next. We'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We should at some point talk about this episode, I think. Because... Uh, you know, as much as there's to talk about of of everything that you know we've done covering all four seasons of the show, there's a lot to talk about in terms of how this series ended. And I have to imagine we all have a lot of thoughts about the choices that they made, the direction that they went, whether we like it, maybe we didn't like it, we were rooting for something. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Um, and I, I do right at the beginning here, before we even talk about what, you know, actually happened, because the bulk of this episode is really just Rebecca kind of explaining the situation. I am curious, just right off the bat, uh, quick takes. Did we like this finale? Did we hate this finale? Are we somewhere in between? What are our overall thoughts? Because I, I will say, and I don't know if Lindy has this pulled up. I very vividly remember Lindy texting me a giant paragraph. It was paragraphs upon paragraphs. Maybe like an essay. I emailed it to you. He, she emailed me. <laughs> Email. Uh, a whole thought on this finale because we've had conversations about it before. I don't know if I'm coming down where I came down last time. I honestly don't remember. But I'm curious. Uh, and we'll, I want to start with Jess. Uh, overall thoughts here of this series finale and how you think they wrapped it up. Did you like it? Hate it? Somewhere in between. Where did you land? Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a basic B finale. Like It's kind of a... We're going to tidy everything up into like a neat little bow and like, you know, kind of cross all our T's, dot all our I's. I think it's a little predictable if I'm being frank, because I've been saying for a while that I don't think she's going to end up with any of these guys being like she was with Greg too early in the season for them to end up together in the end. Her and Nathaniel never felt quite right, at least in my opinion, Josh is a complete moron. And so I felt like it's a little basic. And I told you all when I watched this season, because I binged it a while back, that I think this is the weakest season of the four. Um, And I don't think it's particularly close. It's not a bad season. It's just like, for me, they hem and haw a little bit about like, which guy is she going to end up with? And it becomes a little bit too much like that, even though it is like a comedy rom-com type of thing. It felt like it became a little bit too much about like, which guy will she end up with at the end? Um, So it's like serviceable and it's enjoyable, but I don't, I do think it needed more musical numbers also for being like this big finale for crazy ex-girlfriend, which is a musical show. I only had like two songs. Like where I want more, I want more songs. I respect that. Uh, I always want more music, uh, to be sure. I will say, uh, you know, as, as you're saying, kind of, you know, it's a, it's a basic B finale and they had to tie everything up in a neat little bow. They did have to tie everything up in a neat little bow. And it takes time to tie up as many characters as they committed to uh, giving some kind of finale storyline to. I think, like, that is one of my bigger takeaways from the episode. Uh, we saw everyone. We, like, really saw everyone from the show, and they got, you know, a little bit of a moment here to kind of have uh, the finale. So it seems like Jess is kind of mid on the finale here. Maybe not loving it, not hitting it somewhere in between. Todd, what about you? I am a big fan of this finale. Uh, I understand what Jess is saying. I, I agree. It is, like, very tidy. But I like that. I like that they are tying everything up. I like that they are showing us, you know, where everyone ends up there is still a little bit of a uh, you know question about where things might go from here 
And I agree that the, the whole season, like I agree also that season four is like the weakest season overall. I think we all have expressed that over the course of this podcast, that this season is more misses than hits on the whole. And a lot of it is like, because I am not a big rom-com person. So focusing more on the rom-com of it all is definitely not the way to my heart. Um, like lots of wheel spinning and everything. But I like the fact that she didn't wind up with any of the guys. I will say that uh, on my initial watch, I didn't have the thought that she wasn't going to wind up with any of the guys. Uh, and that might be because I was watching it week to week instead of binging it. Or maybe uh, I, I'm also someone who doesn't like try to predict where shows will go necessarily. Uh, but for me, the fact that it did end with her not choosing any of them and going on her own path, I felt like it was it was what the show was building to all along. And so I think the show, this is the message the show wanted to to give. So even if I had predicted it, I think it's what Rebecca needed. It's the thing that the character needed. And I think the show did a good job of bringing her to that point and showing her working towards that and showing her accepting that she needed to love herself and know herself before she could really, you know, have share that love with anyone else. I think the episode did a really good job of showing her coming to that conclusion and embracing it and moving to her next stage in life while still living open the possibility that now that she has done this, she might be able to find a romantic love. I thought the episode did a really great job with all of that. Uh, and I also, the first time I saw it, I was sad. There was only one real big number and a really brief reprise. I definitely had wanted more from the finale, but the one song I think is like really good. And uh, I think that carries a lot. But I think some of the best episodes of CXG honestly have not had that many songs. There have been yeah. like really good episodes that have had maybe only one real song in them. And, but it's like, as long as it's like a powerful song, that's enough to make the episode for me. Yeah, I Todd, I think we're in we're in com like complete agreement here, uh, which is interesting. Kind of going into the finale, Lindy, uh, your just general thoughts here on the finale. I love this finale, and I love it even more every time I watch it. I think I appreciate it more each time I've rewatched the show and rewatched this finale. And this time, I was like, everything worked for me. I loved it. I love how we kind of check in with every major character and kind of see a little glimpse into what they've been up to. I absolutely love Rebecca's journey in this episode. I love, 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 love the very ending, which we'll get to in a few hours, probably. <laughs> um, it just, everything works for me. It makes me emotional. It makes me happy. I love it. Yeah, uh, I'm right there, uh, Jess. It seems like you're <laughs> the the farthest I'm out. Fine, I'm fine being alone with it. I think the thing also to remember for me, for me personally, is like I did watch this on a binge with the rest of season four, and so I think like I already had pretty low thoughts on season four in general, and it probably bled into the finale a bit. Obviously, I rewatched it for the podcast, but like. I think my main gripe is honestly, I wish there were more songs. And it just feels like while the one song we, the one main song, the like one single full song we got was fantastic. Like full spoilers ahead. Like I absolutely love that song. Um, I still think like, I wish that they didn't end it how they did on like the, we don't even get to hear her sing. It, it feels like a very 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 watered down version of like the sopranos ending where like they're like nope you're not even going to see if she like learned the piano if she knows how to sing now um but i i i still enjoy it it just a lot of it feels very um 
kind of cookie cutter esque, if that makes sense. Like it just feels like it follows a lot of patterns that a lot of not necessarily finales, but shows follow. And I'll talk more about it when we get into it. But that's kind of yeah. Yeah. yeah, which I think is an interesting take because I think I almost uh, I, I, I like Lindy. I am way higher on this now than I was the first time I saw it. Uh, like it, it does keep getting better, in my opinion. And I mm-hmm. honestly think that part of it is because I don't think it's cookie cutter. I don't think it's like a lot of other shows. She doesn't end up with a guy like. We're, oh, we're no, about, not. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent romantic comedy. And she doesn't end up with a guy like that to me, like already right there. Ding, ding, ding. That's uh, in my, at least in my thought, like very, I think it's more shows. common in newer shows or shows that have released in the last 10 years or so than it was like the early aughts, right. Where they always had to have like, where's the shippers, right. We got to please our shippers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a little bit, I think it's more modern now that like maybe a woman doesn't always end up with a, a man at the end, but um, but there's still like so much to love and enjoy about this finale, especially like I gotta say, Rebecca's hair has never looked better than in this episode. <laughs> uh, okay. I agree. I her her Valentine's Day look is so good. Perfect hair. She yeah. got the curls like oh my god, it's like second day curls where they're still like oh it's natural, but you put in so much effort. No, they look great. Do you do that a lot? Do you do do you curly hair a lot? Having curly hair is not easy, people. It's not. It's there. Ne- there's never uniformity. There's always one weird straight piece hanging out there. Mm. Second day is even worse. You got to wet it. You got to do the whole scrunching thing. It's a mess. Whoa! Uh, so much I didn't know about hair. Um, there's more. I didn't even say. I didn't even say the word plopping. So, Lindy, do you plop your hair sometimes? Um, <laughs> no one can see this, but my hair is very straight, so yeah, I don't know what that hair. is. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, Lenny does have some of the straightest hair I've ever seen in my life. Just, uh, you know, not like in a bad way. I don't know. I don't, is it a bad way? People, I feel like some people like straight hair. I don't know. I mean, oh, that's just what grows out of my head. I didn't, I don't like do it. I, yeah, it just, yeah, just how same. it is. Yeah, and yeah, um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there was another joke to be made there at Todd's expense, but I'm just not going to do it. Although yeah, saying I'm, I'm not going to do it is just like saying it, I was, I was though. Well, no, yeah. but I just want to be very clear that I'm not saying it. That's but what you I just I, implied that no, you no, 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 um okay let's get into this episode season four episode 17 the series finale of craziest girlfriend uh for the final time in the series lindy take it away oh my gosh all right this episode is called i'm in love and even though there was not a theme song in this episode i still would like to ask our guest what do you think of the season four theme song overall and how does it compare to the other seasons for you yeah i'm really upset that i didn't even get a freaking theme song thingy at the beginning here like i was i i actually i went back and i was like wait a minute did i skip over by accident i went all the way back and there's nothing um generally i think this theme song is okay and I think the reason I like it more, so my official ranking is one, two, four, three. And I like it better than three because at least like they change it up at the end every time. So you want to watch it to see what's new. And three, even when they sang that snippet from three in this episode, I was like, oh, no, it's just not for me. Um, so one, two, four, three is my official ranking. I think it's fun. I do think it's an earworm. It does get stuck in your head a little bit. Um, summer hits, summer misses. I'm not on the Tom level of enjoyment of it, but 
but I also don't despise it, you know? So it's okay. It's there. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So moving into the episode, uh, this opens with Rebecca, you know, getting ready for Valentine's Day. Paula comes in and asks if she's ready. And Rebecca says that she knows she's making the right decision. And Paula says, you're sharing your true love with the whole world. It doesn't get any bigger than that. And obviously, at first, we're led to believe that this is taking place right after the events of the last episode where Rebecca had to make her decision on the guys by Valentine's Day. Um, we'll find out later in the episode. This is a whole year later, but at first, we don't actually know this. Yeah, they're playing it so cagey here. You know, Paula's talking in these very vague, as vague as the dream ghost here uh, about, oh, you're going to share your true love with the whole world. Uh, so you're like, oh man, Rebecca's going to make a big production about this. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, definitely it's primary to wonder who's she going to pick, who's she going to pick. And then we see people start to show up to this, uh, is it a bar kind of, kind of restaurant kind of kind place? Like a, a, like just a karaoke. Yeah. Karaoke bar. Open mic night. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, this place with tables and a little stage. Um, so Jim and Tim and Maya walk in. Uh, Tim says he's excited to not have to spend Valentine's Day with his wife. And I was thinking, <laughs> what is happening with Tim and his wife? Has it Was it Rocky last time we heard about this? Well, uh, if you remember, Lindy, <laughs> I believe this is where we had all of the, the buzzing from the bathroom. Yeah, he wasn't servicing her properly and she had to take matters into her own hands. Yeah, clearly, that, that has question. not changed. <laughs> is yet. that the last time we heard about this? Um, yeah, I think we saw him with his family uh, right before the group mind has a side you're in love, and he basically like abandons them to go go chastise Waijo and Seriously, they need to see like a sex therapist or something. Like if he's this yeah. depressed, like you need to sort yourself out, my friend. I mean, Paula did at the end of the episode with the busting in the bathroom. Paula did go. Well, you know the fact that you know she isn't telling you about this is points to deeper issues in your marriage. So Paula did point out that there were yeah, some pretty issues like in the marriage. Years. So. This I remember not liking this guy anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, I don't he's care the worst. He's unhappy. Yeah, he's terrible. <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> I will say, oh, Maya, that freaking sweater. I want to write poems about that sweater. Yeah. It looks so comfortable. Yeah. It is a literal perfect Valentine's Day look because it's very light pink. It has like the puffy sleeves. So it's cozy for February. I mean, they're in California, but still it's cozy for February. And she's just like, love a big reveal. And she like pulls down the sweater and it's sleeveless. And it's like, oh, girl, what's she doing? I loved it. Uh, yeah, I, I like uh, Jim's response. Oh, solid. I thought there were sleeves there. So, so Jim approves as well. I also don't like Jim. Jim is weird. <laughs> Makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> what did our number one Maya fan think of this moment? I loved it. I, you know, I, I was a little upset there wasn't a little bit more Maya in the episode, but I, I respected it. And like Jess said, um, I too would write poems about that sweater. That like truly, right? uh, like just stunning. So cozy looking. Plus, I love her vibe of like <laughs> revealing that there's no sleep. You got like, like she so whips fun. it. Yeah. Like she's ready. Whoopah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so Paula and Rebecca walk in. Rebecca's, you know, nervous, but Paula says, enjoy this. It took a long time to get here. And again, you know, we don't realize just how long it has taken. Um, so we see a flashback and at the bottom of the screen, it just says earlier. And again, you're led to believe it's just earlier that day, <laughs> but it's actually a whole year earlier. Uh, so it's the morning of Valentine's Day. Rebecca is at Dr. Acopian's, uh, who fit her in short notice. And Rebecca's saying, I've got no clarity after these three dates. And Dr. Acopian just says, well, I have an answer for you. I have a treatment for you. I'm going to show you the future. And that is when Rebecca realizes, oh, you're the dream ghost. I'm asleep right now. <laughs> uh, turns out she has fallen asleep on the toilet after drinking some green juice of Josh's. <laughs> <laughs> green juice is disgusting. <laughs> no wonder she fell asleep on the Although, like, how do you fall asleep on a toilet? Like, you have to be really tired on the toilet. I mean, it's cold. it's cold. It's like chilly in the bathroom. Your pants are down. Like, how are you just falling How asleep? cold is your bathroom? I mean, like, the, okay, the way I'm picturing this happening <laughs> is she wakes up in the morning. She takes a green juice and she's like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. Why she brings the green juice with me? I, I can't with that. Don't bring beverages to the bathroom with you. And she's like sitting on the toilet, still sipping this green juice as she's like evacuating her bowels. And like, how... That's like, the phrasing we're picking. Morning, <laughs> <laughs> if it's early in the morning, your bathroom is a little chilly. You got the tile. You have like this the cold atmosphere. Your pants are down. Like it's chilly. I'm She's so probably not wearing a bra. Yes. Okay, Adam is looking at you like you're an alien, but I know what you're talking the about. The cold atmosphere. <laughs> Do you wake up in the morning? Like, are no, you kidding? No, no, guess I don't. I I don't wake up in the. morning. Morning. I'm still asleep. It's actually. chilly. Do you, are you like in some special apartment that has like that heating under the flooring? No, dear God, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mean, then I don't understand. Are you always wearing socks or shoes? No, but uh, why is that the determination of a chilly atmosphere? Like my apartment is just the same temperature all day. Actually, you know what? I know what it is, Lindy. I know what it is. Adam lives in like the Arctic. Like he leaves his apartment <laughs> at like 60 degrees. So he wouldn't notice a chilly atmosphere. Doesn't affect him. Yeah. Yeah. We figured it out. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, yeah. Rebecca really wants to see who she's who she should choose and is hoping that looking into the future will help. Um, so first Dr. Acopian, well, dream Dr. Acopian. Uh, opens a door and there is Serrano's and Rebecca is there wearing a wedding dress. She's getting married to Greg and Rebecca sees this and says, of course, I should choose Greg. Um, but then once Greg walks away from her, there's this look on Rebecca's face. That's what she describes as empty and sad. And so she wonders, well, wait, does he not make me happy? Um I love the dancing. I also love um, Rebecca's dress in this scene and that it's like a short dress. Um, I guess. Okay. So in this scene. So one of the things that I would say is like kind of tropey is the like, I don't remember the Christmas movie. The one where you like, oh, it's your ghost of future past or whatever like the heck. Christmas Carol. Uh, 
thank you christmas carol like this is like a very common trope we're like oh you're asleep you could see some different options of oh what would my life life have been like or what would everyone's lives have been like without me it's very of the same vein and so like i understand this is like very in line with how rebecca thinks because she often thinks of in these like weird dreamy songs and so this kind of fits in but this is one of the moments where I was like oh, okay so it's kind of a lot of shows have done this in different ways but like a similar type of storyline yeah I mean it certainly like has taken place in other shows but like you said it Rebecca has been living in her own head like this doing dream scenarios the entire series and so like we've I, I like i think that this is very earned when it comes to how we're portraying this and the other thing is they don't like they don't spend a lot of time here like uh mm. i was a little worried the first time i saw this that they that this was going to be a very significant part of the episode where we were just going to spend a lot of time talking about like the potential future and then we would choose a guy at the end and like bada bing bada boom we're done um we don't spend a lot of time in any of these sequences because it's very clear kind of right from the beginning she's not she's not happy uh in in really any of them and so uh i appreciated that they didn't make us sit you know sit there for 20 minutes yeah it really gets right to the point which with each of these scenarios uh so once rebecca sees that she's not happy with greg she thinks oh nathaniel show me the future with nathaniel uh so we open a door and see nathaniel's apartment and he and Rebecca are there. Rebecca is pregnant and they've got this little alligator baby Ruth Gator Ginsburg, which is the best part of this scene. Yeah, very cute. Very cute. Oh, baby Ruth Gator Ginsburg. I love it. And Rebecca says, oh, of course, we look so happy. But then Nathaniel walks out to go to work. And again, Rebecca has that look on her face that is sad and empty. And Rebecca wonders, well, does this mean it's Josh? I love how Josh is the third option. <laughs> I mean, I, I, that is yeah. accurate. I mean, <laughs> yeah, very, yeah. very much. Yeah. And uh, the fact that Jamie at this point is still considering Josh just is like, Rebecca, why? Hey, Rebecca, they why? had a great date last episode, Todd. Yeah, they, they, had, they did have a, such they did a have good a fine... date. That date was Classic. actually super adorable. Yeah. Classic was... Josh defender, Adam over here. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> See, we've really come full circle here. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Um, so, yeah, we open the door and see Josh in the apartment that Rebecca and Josh live in now. It's the two of them. They've got two kids there. And again, once Josh and the kids walk out the door, Rebecca has the same look on her face. And uh, the Rebecca in the dream is really upset to see this again. So she wonders, why am I not happy in any of these futures? And so she runs up to the version of herself in the apartment and says, why aren't you happy? But there's no response. Uh, so then she still runs over to the Nathaniel version and asks her again, no response. And she's trying to help get help from Dr. Copian, but she's not helping very much. Yeah. Oh, that would point. You're so vague. Am I? <laughs> uh, you know, again, I will say like what, you know, whatever we can talk about, like the tropiness of this, uh, if, if we need to, but I do really like that like she is having this realization earlier on in the episode that like none of these guys are going to make her happy and like she is not going to be happy to be ending up quote unquote or picking one of these three guys um 
And I like sh- I like the way that they are showing it here. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. I'm just like a sucker for the way that they told this story in the episode because whatever, I was feeling emotional. But uh, I really like how I really like how they showed it. Yeah, it very much feels like the the idea of if if you can't make a decision, and this happens a lot in TV, if you can't make a decision between two people, between three people in this situation, then you really shouldn't be with any of them. Like if it's not obvious to you who you should be with then it's definitely not worth being with any of them. And I think the entire series is built on Rebecca learning to not only like love herself, but to like know herself and like understand herself. And so it is nice that a lot of this understanding, while it may be happening in like a weird toilet fever dream, um, that like kind of fitting for Rebecca, to be honest. Um, but it also makes sense that like um she never listens to her therapists anyway. And so for like the the real truth and the and the the heart of the matter to come from her own brain, I think that's the only way she believes it is if it's from her. I don't think she's gonna hear anybody else. I think it has to be her having these feelings and like having worked through therapy and gone on some medications to help and do all of those things. She's finally to the point where she's just like, you know what? I don't necessarily like need to be with anyone. So Rebecca goes back to the version of her that's with Greg and she asks, why aren't you happy with Greg? And that Rebecca says, there's nothing wrong with Greg or Nathaniel or Josh. They're all wonderful. Uh, There's something wrong with Josh. (laughs) Proceed. (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) the point is, um, Rebecca asked, then why am I not happy with any of them? Don't I love them? And the Rebecca in the dream says, you do love them. The problem is you don't know who you are. And that is when real Rebecca wakes up on the toilet and says, what a dumb dream. (laughs) And gets up, has another sip of the green juice. And then has to sit back down. Sometimes you you just gotta go for it. Also, I know again, Todd is like really maybe not vibing with this when she's like, Oh yeah, I still got there's still work to be done here, whatever she says. Like I, I thought that was pretty funny. The um as I said before, she's in a nightgown, so it has to be very chilly in there. And it's short sleeves. Um, but yeah, this seems like a terrible idea. Like how first of all, how she not drop that drink when she was sleeping? Um, but also to take another sip, like girl. It's giving you the runs. Like, stop. Just stop. I I will say her gripping onto that while she's asleep is kind of impressive. I I don't know how that didn't just like spill all over the place. Um, So I guess it's a useful skill to have. Uh, I guess. Go, Rebecca. Maybe for Rebecca, because this dream ends up helping her um, in the end. Um, but shifting gears a little bit. So we go to Paula. She is at home base meeting with Hanifa, one of the women uh, she met in the county jail who she's helped. Um, and Hanifa is doing some reading about how her shoplifting charges are eligible, eligible to be stricken from the record. So she wants Paula's help filing all this casework. And of course, Paula wants to help, but she can't because she's exclusive to her firm um, right now. So she says, but Rebecca, Sunil, Nathaniel have all agreed they can help with my cases. Um, and Hanifa really only wanted Paula to do this. So she's disappointed, but she is happy for Paula, who loves her new job. Um, but you can totally see on Paula's face. She feels really conflicted about this and really upset that she can't help. Uh, I was complaining last episode that they kind of did Paula dirty 
uh, with the storyline that they gave her. And I stand by that complaint because uh, here we can see in this episode what a ridiculously good, effective, emotional Paula storyline can be. Why did we not just start this last episode and have it continue into this episode? I don't know. Either way, uh, I loved it. This was spectacular. I'm loving seeing Paula here. Um, I thought they like really did a good job of setting this up here. Um, and I love that like we went back to the prison because I wasn't really expecting it. I had kind of forgotten about it at this point in the series. Like, uh, you know, so much has happened, like truly so much has happened <laughs> since we like dealt with that and now here we have paul like still being invested she gets like elements of her new job that they talk about um i i really really enjoyed this uh and i'm very happy for paula um to, to get to have this in the finale i thought this was really really good for paula um made her happy made me happy absolutely loved it yeah, as you guys were talking last episode, like, I can't believe Paul's not going to get a good storyline yet at the series. And I was thinking, she gets a really good one next episode. And as you're pointing out, why they didn't start last episode, I, I still, I feel like the, the point of the last episode, the main focus was on the three dates. And I don't know if we really needed a full, like, uh, emotional Paula story that last episode. Um, but I, I think this was a really strong farewell for Paula as a, and also kind of shows Paula's growth as well in a lot of ways from the character that we first met in the first episode. In that first episode, Paula, she was suspicious and paranoid and stalking Rebecca. And now she and was like jealous of Rebecca and insecure about everything. And now here she is like a strong, confident uh, lawyer who's willing to stand up for herself to help other people. And just like, so like so much growth on Paula's part. So I think this is a great storyline for Paula. I totally agree. I loved it. Mm -hmm. I totally agree as well. So then we're going to get a few scenes of each guy who's kind of waiting to hear Rebecca's decision and how they're dealing with that. So first we see Greg, who's hanging out with White Josh at the restaurant. Um, Greg is saying, well, she said I'd hear from her by the end of the day. And White Josh asks, well, what does that mean? Like, she's going to call, text, send a rose over here. <laughs> like, how does this work? And Greg is a little annoyed. <laughs> um uh, that white Josh doesn't know the mechanics because he is the one who set up this whole date plan. Yeah. But why Joe was just in it for the drama. <laughs> so. mm -hmm. He's not really a follow through guy. Why Joe? Like he's, we mm. saw it with the whole like granola bar cockroach thing or whatever the heck. That was. <laughs> Beetles? I don't oh my know. gosh. Wow. It was, I totally it was ants. ants? <laughs> it was ants because the, the mascot was an anteater. That's so. right. An anteater. Um, he's just like, he's not a finisher. He's a, he picks things up. <laughs> How do you know that he's not still doing that though? I mean, well, I'm just saying Daryl is the one who really took the ball and ran with it. Right. Like, I'm just saying, why Joe is not, why Joe does not scream to me as someone who's just like an organized person. He's just kind of like, you know what? I want to see the drama. Why not do this? Yeah, hmm. I think the I think the main thing that why Joe is like organized on is his workouts and his macros and his diet and everything else. I could see not being, but yeah, I, I he was in this for the drama. He was like, oh, oh, say, say stand down again, say stand down again. You know, he was like all in it for like the drama of it and the actual mechanics. Eh. Um, I'm gonna say something, Todd. You should close your ears for just a second. Uh, 
I really did not enjoy White Josh this episode. Uh, I don't know. I felt like he was so annoying. Uh, like, he made a couple of, like, witty comments or whatever. And, like, I don't know, man. It's a series finale. Can you just, like, take it down a notch? Let people have their Well, thing, he's you know? not going to end up with Daryl, so he's not going to get first billing. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. He was like always complaining, and I, I don't know. Uh, which usually he's so positive and uplifting about everyone. So, <laughs> you know, sometimes I like that, uh, but not this episode. I well, I think Adam is like, this is a finale. You're supposed to be in good spirits. Yeah, can we just like you know, uh, be be positive for like one second, you know? Mm. Well, look, everyone's waiting to hear from Rebecca. Like, everyone's nervous on the edge of their seat, right? I mean, the three guys are. I don't know why Wajo is. I he, seems, he seems to hate Rebecca. So, like, I don't know why. He does. He, I don't know, like, why yeah, he, he isn't at all invested in Rebecca, like, ending up with one of them. But I don't know. Uh, I think he's invested in not ending up with Greg. I think that's what he's invested in. Yes, yeah. we'll find that out by the end. Why is he the one waiting with Greg then? He's the <laughs> he's Greg's bestie. Because a good friend does that. What do you mean? I don't know that I would do that for any of you. I'm so sorry. You wouldn't you hang wouldn't out with us? With... That's so rude. <laughs> yeah, I would never hang out with you. That is the that is what I said. That well, is, what are they doing then? That, ex- that is exactly no. what I said. If I had friend call me and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. I'm like waiting to hear on if this person is gonna like wanna be with me. I really need some like emotional support. Like, even if I hated that other person that they were like waiting on, and even if I knew this was a three-way situation, which is truly just like not not three-way, but like <laughs> she went on three different four-way. dates. It's like the dumbest premise ever. Um I would be interested in seeing that four-way Lindy. What if just she picked all FYI. of them? What do you mean? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, that was the quickest Lindy has a ridiculous idea to ooh. <laughs> This is like okay. Can I tell you what my literal after now that I've seen the whole show? Can I tell you what my favorite song is from the entire show? Yeah, yes, yeah, we must Did you think you know. that we like you couldn't say that before? Or... Well, it's not in this episode or even in this season. Oh, okay, but, okay. Um, but it's it's uh tap that ass all over this house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's literally, the, and now I'm picturing if they had like the three of them doing it because in that one it was actual Greg. Um and yeah. uh <laughs> hated that tone so much. <laughs> oh my god. It was Greg. Well, Greg. It was Greg. 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 Uh and he was tapping the ass all over the house. Yeah, so was Josh. <laughs> yep. And but anyway, that's what I would picture the they would all sing together. <laughs> I yeah they should have brought that back I love that that's your favorite song in the show <laughs> I literally that's the one that I remember the most besides like the theme songs obviously like those are like but those are like a league of their own and then and then tap that ass and I also really love the vagina song that Paula sings just <laughs> so gross the miracle yeah. birth yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that one's, one's really good, good. um yeah. But yeah. the, that's I have to look to see what like some of my other favorites are. But I definitely think tap that ass is just so funny, and I secretly love it. Like I follow these guys on TikTok that like do tap dancing all over the place to like modern songs, and there's something just very elegant about tap dancing. Yeah, uh, especially especially tap dancing on a giant ass, very very elegant. But, exactly. No, so, <laughs> so after so a uh, you know I mentioned last episode I watched I watched the last three episodes of the, like. These these two episodes, yes, last episode, this episode, and the concert at my dad's house, 
and afterwards after the concert episode you know i was talking about some other songs and so i the, one of the songs i actually pulled up on youtube and played for him was tap that ass uh which he found very humorous as what well, a really so. good father-son bonding <laughs> <laughs> that that one and i think one of the other best songs which actually is from this season is the um the antidepressants song yeah. I really, I love like honestly, mostly the messaging I love on that, but I also think the, the actual song is very good as well. Yeah, I feel like a lot of our guests have loved that one for good reason. It's great. It's so good. And uh, remember that we suffered is also just hilarious. So there anyway. are so many good songs. <laughs> um, so back to, okay, so Josh is at home base. He's having a beer at 10 a.m. <laughs> with Hector um but it's i think it's because he's so nervous um hector is wondering also how rebecca is going to reveal her decision thinks she might pop out of a giant cheesecake which to be honest sounds incredible <laughs> it'd be so expensive to get a cheesecake made though like of that size because you have to make it in a spring form pan so how are you even making a cheesecake that large i mean i would assume you would make it in like one of those little kitty pools that you would like, you know, they're plastic. Like a, you can, how are you gonna bake it? I mean, I, it would have to be a no bake cheesecake. You don't have to bake every cheesecake. I really like that's cheesecake. a good point, Adam. Thank you, Lindy. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like the air just shifted, even oh though I don't usually say that. Wow, something just happened. Something magical just happened. That was wild. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm saying that, and Adam and I both love the finale. I mean, we're just up is down, down is up, left is upside down. It only took us 68 episodes, you know. Yeah, and I'm sure this will. This will last the whole episode, unlike last time you guys agreed at the very beginning, and we were like, I don't know, Todd. This might last the whole. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Get some Daniel stuff. We'll see. So Josh actually starts. Okay, we'll get there. We're not there yet, Jess. Hold your thoughts. Heavy sigh from Jess. Hold your Nathaniel thoughts. He has not appeared yet. All that right. wasn't even me, just to be clear. I, I know, I know. Okay, no, oh, I'm for, for the for listeners. The, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the listeners. Because they might be so used to me making that noise whenever we talk about Nathaniel. That, like, I just want to clarify, that was not me this time. Um. So back to Josh. He actually starts crying. He's saying, I just want to be in love. I'm ready now. She has to pick me. Um, and Josh is feeling emotional, wants Hector to hold him. Uh, Hector says no, but he does have an extra fleece in his car that Josh can have. And I just wanted to ask, is this some sort of follow-up to that storyline we had with Heather and Hector where he, like, you know, could never find his keys, you know, had all these hoodies on the ground, and now he's carrying around an extra fleece in his car to offer his friend. Is this some sort of growth? Uh... Nope. No. Yeah, I think it might be reaching there a little bit. Um, it would be nice to think that heck, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe what it definitely doesn't show is growth for Josh because I feel like this scene and this this scene right here is like okay, Josh and Rebecca. I, we already have. I, I was already on the opinion they should not be together, but I think his his reaction here is like I just want to be in love. It's not, I love her so much. I want to spend the rest of my life with her because she's like the woman for me. It's like, I just want to be in love. I want her to pick me. And that is like not the right attitude to have in this whole thing. You know, the whole reason he's going after her is not because he's in love with her because he's now at the point where he wants to be in a relationship. He's kind of the point where she was 
towards the beginning, you know? And it's just like mm -hmm. that, that line right there that I just want to be in love. Like, yep. Nope. X card, X card, X card, get Josh Chan out of the running there because he should not be with her because he's not in love with her. He's in love with the idea of mm -hmm. being in love. He just truly doesn't know how to be alone because he's a man child who needs to be taken care of. And so he just is looking for that next person to take care of him and he's familiar with um he's familiar with rebecca it's easy with rebecca this is not always easy with rebecca but it's easier to go after someone you already know than to try to meet someone new so yeah it's all very like that's why they put josh like in this spot because we all we all been knew that she's not gonna end up with josh you know yeah, and then uh, now we're at this third guy that <laughs> we've seen, Nathaniel. He has been trying to distract himself from thinking about Rebecca by, you know, doing work, but he's um, telling half assing work. I'm, um, I'm not. I'm. I'm about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. <laughs> Let me finish. <laughs> He's telling Bert and Daryl half-assing cases at a nothing firm is just not doing it for me anymore. <laughs> and obviously, this is insulting to Bert and Daryl. Um, but yeah, Nathaniel is just waiting for Rebecca, just like the other guys. Here's the thing. What's the I've thing? never really liked Nathaniel. I've all season long. Okay, we all as as evidenced by my earlier statement. I hate New Greg. I think it's so weird and jarring and awful and such a bad decision. Like I understand why they wanted Greg back because it's the three different guys she's dated over the whole series. We gotta get him back on the series, and the guy that we had can't come back. Whatever, whatever. Just don't even have him on the show. So I was very anti-Greg. I'm also anti-New Greg. I'm also very anti-Nathaniel. I just don't think him and Rebecca make sense as a couple. They have good, like, sexual chemistry. That's really not the question. It's more of, like, do they mesh well? And, like, even as evidenced by Nathaniel saying, like, oh, half-assing it at a law firm that's, like, a subpar law firm, like, meh. Where, like, Rebecca... No matter what she's doing, she is, like, full forcing it. She is, like, putting her entire being, like, maybe she's ignoring work to go do something else. Like, she hyper fixates on things. But at least she's, like, doing something. Nathaniel just feels so aimless here. And he's hanging out with George. Or at least George shows up so he feels like they're close. And George just truly sucks. And I, this episode is even further evidence of George's suckdom. He's terrible. His suckitude is, like off the charts this episode wow <laughs> suffering succotash um <laughs> wow yeah um so all right so i think to to counter just a little bit the whole uh because the the whole nathaniel half-assing thing it's not nathaniel generally this is not what he has done normally so to show this to look at this outliers an example of why he and Rebecca aren't right for each other feels a little odd because up until now, Nathaniel has been that alpha person that a, uh, a type a personality who is striving and going for everything constantly. But now he's like realizing maybe this isn't quite what he wants to do, which is something that Rebecca herself has gone through. So which she has kind of like brought him to that point. She has helped him grow and evolve and start to realize that maybe doing this isn't quite what I want to do because what he winds up doing isn't going to work at a super powerful law firm uh, which at first it sounds like that what he's he's like 
you know, dissatisfied because he's working for Mountaintop because it's subpar, but that's not it. It's just not what his passion is. I mean, he goes off to find his passion. So I think it's something that Rebecca would do and would appreciate. So I don't think that that as a reason to why they don't mesh a, uh, is really a uh, something that I find a compelling argument personally. Thank you, Todd. Well said. <laughs> I I'm love Nathaniel, but over I the fact that he tried to murder someone. There like, it he is. He literally yeah. tried to murder someone. I, and see, and that is an argument I, I, I can get behind. That's an argument that I can go. I, I understand that argument. Yeah. I, like, I, I, is I, he hot? Yes. <laughs> Easily, right? Easily the hottest of the bunch. Ha, bunch. But <laughs> I don't know about thing, easily, but you don't think he's easily the hottest? I think he is the hottest, but I don't think it's like easy. Not easy for him. I think it's the height. I think it's like when oh. someone is that tall, you just want to climb them like a tree. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I think if we're if we're not talking about their personalities, I think I think it might be Josh. Total <laughs> silence. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's ever Josh ever. Uh, Why? <laughs> Josh is very um like he's too beefy for me. Like he's a little bit too big in the arms, you know what I mean? Like can he cross he's his arms too muscular? Okay. Big in the yeah. arms. <laughs> yeah, like he's like way too big of muscles on his arms. It's really weird. What I mean, him and Nathaniel are up there. I'm. I am not saying this is like. No, a... Greg is left behind. Is what I'm. Wait, thinking. Greg is maybe the. I think it's. I think it's like Greg <laughs> and Nathaniel at the top, and then Josh below. Wait, which Greg? Oh my God! No, <laughs> Adam. This matters. Okay, which, which Greg? Adam? Because there's Greg. Two... There's just Greg. So the combined Greg look. <laughs> oh my God! What would happen if you put Skylar Aston's face and whatever the old Greg's face is in a baby generator? What that would, would come be out? last place attractive. It would, <laughs> no, it would not. That would be good stuff. Is all. <laughs> oh my God! I would have to do that now. Uh, <laughs> I think it would look horrifying, truly. It would. Okay, it never looks horrifying when they do the baby combined thing, like for a real thing. Uh, like if they're everyone's if giving me a, look, yeah, okay, if it's like one of those actual baby like face generators situation, like they always have them so they either look ridiculously good or just like and they always have teeth jokingly bad. Like it's like a two-month-old with like a full set of chompers. It's horrifying. Wow. wow. Um, Lindy, I have a question for you. Yeah. Which Greg is hotter, old Greg or new Greg? Because you're willing to admit that there's more than one. That's true. I have an answer. I feel bad. I... <laughs> it's okay. totally fine. They're Let not going to listen. If they're not listening to this, and also they're all very attractive. That's all really not the issue. Um, Why are you hedging this? What is the? I mean, what if Skylar Aston listens? <laughs> if Skylar Aston is listening to this podcast, we should be eternally grateful. Also, Skylar, I've been defending you like hell the last season. I have so. nothing right. against Skylar Aston. He was. I don't want to offend anyone. That's why I'm hedging here. Adam. But I have an answer, and Jess, uh, old Greg is hotter than new Greg. Same page, girl. Same yeah, page. For sure. Yes. <laughs> he has that, like, I don't really care. Yes. But I'm yeah. still hot. Look. Exactly. Yeah. You get it. That, you can't buy that, that look. It just exists. Attractive. I don't get it. Hey, you know what it is? Look. Okay, Lindy, have you watched New Girl? Of course. Nick Miller vibes. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, like I don't, I don't really care. I don't, I think my underwear are inside out and I've worn them for two days straight, but I'm still hot. Okay. <laughs> Nick actually cares a lot though. He just is a man child, just like Josh. Anyway. Um, 
<laughs> Look, the point is they're all hot. Okay, that's the point. That's, I don't the, know that's that, what we figured out. I don't know that Josh is hot. He, he's he a beefcake. Yeah, I don't know if a beefcake. I'm just cake not is into hot. beefcakes. Well, what it's about hot, beef, way what in about here, beef but... steaks? Yeah, it's hot. Who do you think um, is hot? I think for me, Nathaniel's the top of the bottom. Yeah. Oh, who's okay. bottom? The top, baby. <laughs> uh, I think I think Josh is the bottom for me too. Daniel is the top. Josh is the yeah. bottom. I, I, <laughs> fair enough. What that baby look like? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Jess. I don't think it would look like much. <laughs> That'd be a hard one. I think my official <laughs> ranking. Oh, oh man. I don't know. I'll... I can't. Okay, Lindy. Pick. Close your eyes. Picture this. You're okay. in a room. Yeah. In comes Greg. Okay. New Greg. Okay, then he walks out of the room. Nathaniel comes into the room. He's completely naked. What do you do? <laughs> that was that escalated quite quickly. Okay. Um I okay, I've got my official ranking. Apologies to the actors who will never hear this. Number one. <laughs> Nathaniel, number two, Josh, number three, old Greg, number four, new Greg. I think I would just shift Josh all the way to my to the bottom, and then my ranking is the same. I don't understand, Helene, how you can watch Pitch Perfect and put Skylar Ashton at number four. Like I that. Think all of these Adam, people are attractive. That is <laughs> also like when he's singing, his attractiveness jumps from like a six to like a nine and a half. You're telling me. Friggin' Skylar Aston is only a six? Oh my god. That is the most demoralizing thing I've heard all day. <laughs> Skylar Aston is a six? What am I then? What am I? <laughs> Don't it's answer. Over. I know what I am. It's, it's not over. A good number, it's so. over, Todd. We just have to give up. It's over. Skylar I mean, Aston technically, it's almost over. This is the last episode. <laughs> Skylar Aston being a six. We're done. It's. I mean, you can't come back from that. It's all relative, y'all. Okay. Yeah, he's like he's like an upstate New York ten and a half. <laughs> <laughs> but on the show he's a six. I, don't even, I don't even know what to say I, I, I okay anyway um speaking of ten and a halves Lindy George walks in and... <laughs> no 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 and George no, 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 versus no. size ten and a half shoe maybe there we go um George walks in and he wants to know the company policy on fun hair because he wants to grow his out long for a sweet, sweet pony. <laughs> Hold on, I'm but just vomit real quick. <laughs> it's gonna take about a year, and there this will is... be awkward stages. <laughs> this is disgusting. Yeah. And literally, I don't care what your company policy is. They should have been like, George, you cannot pull off a ponytail. Yeah. Some men can. Mm. George cannot. Yeah, I don't. I don't know a lot of men that can pull off a ponytail. Uh... I mean, I know an Irishman who could pull off a ponytail. Who? <laughs> All right, Lindy, close your eyes. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sorry, I thought you meant like a famous person. Oh no, not a famous. Well, he's got. I mean, you know, depends on what circle you run in. More but famous no, he's than we are. Yeah. Um, and uh, and he could pull up a ponytail. Um, George definitely can't. I feel like his is better than when it's just all the way down. Like, I mean, like, yeah, because uh, it's rock and roll. 
Yeah. Like no one's listening to this, but like, you know, very, that is sexually attractive when it's all the way down. No ponytail. You know what I'm saying? Like, oof, that'll get, that'll make you feel some type of way. <laughs> Don't you agree, Jess? Um, I think, yeah, I think it depends. I, I prefer short hair on guys, but I, there is something that is very rock and roll about long hair and like being like, yeah, look at me swinging around, you know? Oh, <laughs> I Jess, even... you know what you just said. You just, <laughs> you did that on purpose. <laughs> Yeah. Honestly, Lindy, the funniest part is I don't even think she did do it on purpose. <laughs> Unlike when you just swing it around, that is on purpose. When you, <laughs> Yo. Anyway. Speaking of swinging around. Are are okay. Are any is anyone here planning to grow a sweet, sweet pony? No. I have, I have a hair appointment in like two weeks to chop my hair like three inches off or something. Well, Jess and I can already do a ponytail. I have a ponytail in right now. Exactly. <laughs> do you, she's swinging her head around, just FYI. Uh, Lindy, do you think that I should grow I my mean, hair out? My hair is actually very long want. right now. Like, it's longer than it usually is. It's really about what you want and what will make you feel truly happy. Mm, Jess, what was that look? What are you giving just, me a look? I just don't think so. Yeah, I'll be I honest. I don't see it, but if that's what you wanted, I would support we you. We would what support if, it. What if I grew it up, but like it wasn't a pony type situation? I was just like growing it out. What is your hair texture like? Uh, can you give me some options to pick? <laughs> like, from? is it like wavy? <laughs> is it curly? Is yeah, it... it's actually more curly than it probably seems when I have. It looks it, pretty it, wavy. It like goes crazy whenever I grow, like. This is the longest. I'll get my hair cut in the next like two weeks. Uh, but like this is the longest. No one can see what I'm doing. So this is actually terrible podcasting. But whatever. My hair is very curly, and it like will always curl around. Like I never expect it because if I were to do my hair like straight down, it would like go all the way down. And like, what is the eyes. longest you've ever had it? The longest I've ever had it. There was a point in college where it like was could cover. I had bangs. Like it could cover my eyes. Like and I went through that. And that's when you phase. had a beard. Uh, no, the beard phase came when I was working at a summer camp with no access to shaving. Uh, hmm. so the beard is bad. We don't, we shouldn't talk about the beard. pull off, like, okay, picture like kind of Jim Halperty, but not as bad looking as his looks. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's already pretty close to that, no? Yeah, you're not far off from what I think you could pull off. I feel like you get longer than that and you're in a little dangerous territory. It's questionable, but I feel like you get you have to go through dangerous territory to get to the lawn. Like you, you that can, is what George is saying. Well, yeah, there's there. gonna be but some George can't pull off phases. any of them. Well, but see, with a it seemed though, and I don't want to like jump the shark on this, but it seemed though from his ponytail, he was still cutting the rest of his hair. There was just like one particular. He had section. essentially a fat rat tail. Yeah, yeah. There was one particular section that he let grow. Lenny has now put her hair into a ponytail. Uh, I, it's just because I'm discussion. I'm warm. I needed yeah. it. Up. <laughs> is it hot? You should go uh, to the bathroom. bathroom. I hear bathrooms are very cold. These this days. is so <laughs> hilarious, but um, I actually do have to go to the bathroom. Can you <laughs> <take a> <laughs> <break>? <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna keep going, but you should. Yeah, you can take a break. We'll be, oh my gosh, you're yeah. just kidding me. Okay. I'm not kidding you. Okay, so in terms of growing your hair out, Todd, I don't think uh, I don't know. Like, do you sh do you like have to shave your head? Because uh, you know, admittedly, my dad is like very bald, uh, but he still has to like shave like on the sides as well. He like has yeah. to do some shaving and stuff like that. 
Yeah, I, I shaved my head. Uh, so, but could there, you there, let it grow it. out on the sides? Uh, no, I, I hate it. I hate it. Oh. I hate it. I, I hate having long hair. Uh, like, like even back whenever I still had hair on the top of my head because I'm, I'm, I'm balding and like a huge receding hairline. I still, you know, grow hair out the the sides and the back, but the the front is like you know no man's land. Uh, but never back then I did have hair uh, everywhere, and we like you know, like never grow grow out. It'd be like very wavy and hard to control. And I just, I just hated it. So I never let my hair grow too. Like the longest I ever let grow was in college just because I didn't have a car. didn't have easy access to get to a barber shop to get it a uh, cut. It's like me, like my freshman year, like my, especially like my first semester of college, like my hair grew out probably the longest it ever grown out just because I couldn't get it cut. And I hated it. And after that, it's like never again. So I mean, with like the last few years, it's actually COVID. It was never, I started like shaving my head because I couldn't get to the mm-hmm. barbershop. So yeah. that's not, I just bought a razor and it's like, okay, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this nicely. So I just like, you know, shave it all off. So yeah, fair uh, enough. I will and, say since I started doing that. I'm like, that, that's, I love it. I just, I just like, yeah. get, I'm about to do right now. It's starting to get a little long in the back and starting to get the point like, yeah, I just need to shave it all up again. You might love or probably hate this, but at least what we, me and my brother called it for my dad when it was bald in the front and then hair all along the sides, we called it the hairy horseshoe. Cause if you're looking at it from <laughs> the top, <laughs> it looks like a horseshoe. So just, you know, yeah. Uh, in yeah. case you were looking for names for the style, uh, you just Gee, wanted yeah. to like give those options to you. Gee, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I appreciate the option. I no problem. A, yeah. uh, I'm a giver. I'll be exercising that option, but I appreciate well, that it's there. It's there for you. Uh, Jess, what about your hair really short? How about that look? Um, I've had a pixie cut before. Okay. Did you like uh, it? Would you do it again? Um, no, only because no one taught me how to style it. <laughs> so oh. I didn't know what I was doing. And it honestly took more work having short hair because you always like, I could just literally throw my hair up in a bun like it is right now and walk out the house with short hair. It always felt like I had to be doing something to it. Um, so I, I would never go that short again. And I would never do, I would stop at chin length because I have a very round face. And so it looks, and I have a lot of hair. And so I'll look like a just puffed out triangle um if i cut it too short so most usually i go up to around the shoulders a little bit a little bit above the shoulders okay uh welcome back lindy hopefully it wasn't too cold (laughs) well okay i feel that we should move on with the episode but for the record the bathroom was chillier thank you lindy right now yeah i'm sorry boom (laughs) exactly hopefully you were able to cool off Vindication. <laughs> okay, so um Bert and Daryl say yes, and Nathaniel does not care about what George is saying. Um, and Bert suggests to Nathaniel taking a sabbatical. Um, and Daryl thinks that's a good idea too. And he also thinks that Rebecca will pick him because he's the best. So then we go back to Rebecca and Paula. Um, Paula comes over to Rebecca's place. And she asks for help because she says, you know, I can't work at the county jail and I don't know what to do. And Rebecca says, well, you could ask Julia to start a pro bono arm of the firm and offer free representation. And Paul is like, oh, that's a thing. And Rebecca says, that's definitely a thing. And Paul says, did you just solve my problem? And Rebecca says, I mean, I hope so. And Paula is totally thrilled by this because normally when she asks for advice, Rebecca just talks about herself. And Rebecca's like, oh, I did that right. Cool. <laughs> But it made me think of a recent episode of Mythic Quest with Joe. Did I do that wrong? Oh, I did it right. So, it's, yes. But I do love this, this is, moment. 
this is so good. This like I this is one of the moments I really loved from the finale where like Rebecca is actually listening to someone else's problems and like actually helping them and seeing how good it feels to like because this is something she knows, right? Like she's she knows that this exists and it's just her having that information that's helpful and like telling Paula like, yeah, you could do this. And I love how that we get a moment where she's like, is it okay if I like talk about like my issue now? <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it's like sometimes when you have a problem, it just seems so complicated. But from the outside, it's like, oh, like, why don't you just do this? And I love that Rebecca was able to help here. And Paul is even like, you know, what else you got? And Rebecca's like, never give up on what you believe in. And Paul says, I will not. <laughs> I love that moment. Um, but yeah, then they turn to Rebecca's problem. Um, she tells Paula about her dream. In no future was I happy because I don't know who I am. And Paula says, well, do you know? And Rebecca at first says, well, of course, I've been doing all this work on myself. Um, and But Paula says, well, like, you're Rebecca. So those thoughts that you were having come from you. And that's when Rebecca realizes, yeah, like, I have no idea who I am. But how is this possible? I've done so much work, but I'm more confused than ever. And it's already 11 o'clock. And this... Doesn't mean much to Paula, but Rebecca explains that it's a significant time. If we were in a musical, this is where I'd perform my big 11 o'clock number. Is this a thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, it is? Yeah, certainly. Yeah, I mean, she explains it, I think, in the episode, right? The shows used to start later, like at 8 or 8.30. And then, you know, the time that things were wrapping up after a two, two and a half hour show, it'd be about 11 o'clock. And that's when you sing kind of that big number. She did say that, but I had no idea if that was like real. Yeah, yeah. that's I, real. I, I will say I'd never heard of that until I watched this episode. I had never heard of an eleven o'clock number before that, but yeah, I I, I looked it up and looked at the history of it and all very back, real. back then. But yeah, it's very intuitive too if you think about like the story and the pacing of a musical, like where you're going to get that big number kind of at the end. Um, yeah, uh, and I, you know, I like that they explained it too. It just again shows like how much of a like musical fan Rachel Bloom actually is, uh, and I, you know, that kind of stuff I love because I too. In case you haven't figured out in sixty eight episodes, I too love musicals. What? I know, I know. Wow, just another hidden passion of Adam <laughs> popping out that we didn't know about. Uh, Adam, you gotta I, be even more vocal about. Your I know. <laughs> yeah, this is the second time today I've been surprising Todd with my hidden passion. So here we are. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to say before we move on that whenever uh, Rebecca explains how she had the dream about sitting on the toilet while drinking the juice, uh, Paula's response was multitasking. Great. <laughs> just Paula, once again, validating Rebecca's behavior that probably shouldn't be validated, but good on you, Paula. Good friend, I guess. Maybe Paula should have learned to do that because she couldn't take a nap since like 1993 or whatever. Um, <laughs> and that would have helped her. I'm still upset about this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> but I'll move it. on. I didn't want to engage it because you seemed like really passionate. But you know, <laughs> do you need to, do you need another rant about it? No, I am moving on. So um, Rebecca's asking Paul what to do, and she starts talking. But then Rebecca just looks off into the distance. We hear some music start to play, and Paul's like, "What are you doing? Oh, you're doing that thing you do. I'll just wait." And then I, we I, get. I, oh, 
I do love that we see someone else seeing Rebecca do this from the outside by me. We finally see someone, go, oh, oh, you're doing that, that thing you do. Oh, you, you're going off somewhere. Okay. I never imagined it was this severe whenever Rebecca would go into her own head. Uh, I think they're probably exaggerating for, for the gag of it. But I do like that. Paul's like, oh, uh, you're doing oh, And she's like, reached into her purse and starts like getting on her phone, waiting for Rebecca to snap out of her little daydream. Yeah, this is very, uh, that's so Raven of her to just like, like just like zone out i can see it yeah um all right so but what rebecca is thinking of is our first and pretty um not the only but pretty much the main music of this episode the song 11 o'clock and who wants to start this is one of the last songs we'll be discussing i think you should start lindy me yeah, you almost never start, so. <laughs> I, I know. Um, I mean, what is there to say other than this is magnificent? It's the culmination of so many different themes and songs and Rebecca's journey. And it's just beautiful and wonderful and amazing to watch. I love, I love all of it, just the outfits, the snippets of songs, but updated a little bit. And I think it's really a perfect number to be here in the finale. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. It's it's a very fan servicey song in that we get a lot of reprises of other songs. Uh, but gosh, if it didn't work. I mean, like, you know, song to song, especially the visual of it. Um, there's also a, a, a video that we might, maybe we'll post it in the show notes or whatever, of just like the making of this song because it was a very frantic process uh it was like the last day of filming and they were trying to get this done uh but like the entire visuals of using all of the previous actual dresses that rachel bloom had been wearing in those previous songs and previous scenes getting her like on that turntable the whole like the visual element of, uh, of it seemed simple as we're watching it but like it's so elegantly perfect like you know as as these various dresses of different times in rebecca's life is coming along and she's like basically recapping the series for us to show the journey that she's been on to show the progression that she has gone on these last four seasons um it's just magnificent like it is a lot you know and we're saying we want more music in the final in the finale of the show it takes a lot to like compose these kind of numbers for a finale and have them feel satisfying, have them feel rewarding, have them feel like they belong in the series finale of a musical show. And I think they just simply could not have done a better job with this song. I'm, I, I was impressed at the time. I'm still ridiculously impressed. Now this is um, probably the best song in the series. Full stop. Wow. That is high praise indeed. I would not go that far myself, uh, but I do love the song. I love the fact, you know, it's a, it's a reprise of sorts, but it's a medley as well with also some new music thrown in. Like I said, it, it sums up everything that the journey that she's been on, the problems that she's gone through and setting up like the big question that she's trying to, you know, figure out this is basically like it's her 11 o'clock time. It's also kind of her I want song in a way. Like it's her I I want to to find an answer 
Um, and yeah, the uh, the abstract uh, theatrical space. I love that at the very beginning. Oh, good, an abstract theatrical space. Now I can actually think. It's like, it's like okay, now I'm in space, but there's nothing else here. There's just me. There's no other distractions. Now I can just think through everything. But then it starts getting you know populated one by one with all of these outfits and all of these memories of her journey. Um, yeah, I think it's just incredibly well done and just a, a great uh, final big number for the series finale. Yeah, it really is basically her entire journey on the show, on the series. It's like there couldn't have been a better number um, for the series finale of like, it's interesting, right? Like she's talking through the entire journey of like moving to California and like falling in love and getting her diagnosis and like all of those things and how difficult it was. And she's still in that moment. She's still feeling like this is so difficult. Like why isn't everything fixed? I've done all of these things. Why don't I know the right answers now? And it's like, well, because progress isn't always linear and like decision making is difficult no matter what, if, what your mental health looks like. Um, and I, I just love it. I love the visuals. Um, I gotta be honest and say if I was Rachel Broom, I, Broom, I would have thrown up like a million times going around in circles and she was like whipping around that thing at one point. Um, but I love just the simplicity of it, of just the visuals of the outfits, because it's like, she knows that we know how iconic all of those are. Um, and how just like a single note will bring us back to some of these like theme songs, some of these big numbers in the show. Um, and it's, it's, very simple but like adam was saying like the coordination of everything with like the spinning and the dresses and everything um it's amazing it's a wonderful number i just it's obviously we only get one one really big one for the finale but if it's going to be this one then i'm i'm happy because it's it's so good well we're all on the same page for that <laughs> Love it. Um, so then we see Rebecca take the stage at open mic night. Um, uh, she's introduced as a lady here to reveal the biggest decision of her life. And Maya is actually trying to see around George, but his lustrous ponytail is blocking her. <laughs> Disgusting. Deplorable. Gross. Like he's whipping it. First of all, ponytail etiquette states you do not whip people with your ponytail it's not acceptable it's not okay george down in front buddy like first of all maya is shorter than you be kind and also don't whip your excessive rat tail at people it's disgusting how dare you talk poorly about raven's nest <laughs> i hate him he's gross i i just i'll never forget that he left people to die in the elevator <laughs> Thank you, Jess. You're Everyone welcome. else seemed to love that move. Jess, they didn't know his name, okay? It doesn't <laughs> it does not matter. You, I, I wouldn't be that upset if someone called me like Jennifer. I'm not going to leave them to die. Plus, people don't forget my name. George is so forgettable. <laughs> wow. So you never had to deal with it, you. Jess. <laughs> just saying. George is a fun name, and he's just doing such a dishonor to it. George you just said it was boring. George no, George is boring. His name is cool. George the person is boring. Is George saying. a cool name? I love the name George. Oh. It's different. <laughs> it's fun. It starts with a G, but it sounds like <laughs> juh. Yeah. yeah. It does. <laughs> Those are two facts <laughs> about the name. But they don't add up to your conclusion. Uh, yeah. Apparently they're are they, I guess they're if they're fun facts, does that make it 
a fun name. No, I, I just really... when I was a kid, I used to name everything George. <laughs> what is what does that mean? <laughs> like like I like oh, there's a turtle outside. Its name's George. Oh, there's a bug. Its name's George. Like just everything is George. All my dolls are named Sally. Huh. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Um, I don't know either. Okay. Speaking of weird names, uh, the guy on stage calls Rebecca Regina Not a Brunch. Yeah, that, that, that was pretty funny, actually. Um, and she goes up there and she wishes everyone a happy Valentine's Day. We see some people in the crowd. You know, Valencia and Beth are there. Daryl and April. Heather and Hector. And Rebecca starts talking about how one year ago I made a very important decision. Um, I've been inspired by everyone in this room and their journeys over the past year. But of course, I'm just talking about my friends, not the people here for the other open mic acts. <laughs> yeah, boy, you would have thought that they could have just like rented out the space for an evening. I don't know. They really like took this over here. I think so too. Maybe if White Josh had been a little bit more organized. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, you think this is his job. fault? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm He's pretty sure White Joe year, has Adam. nothing to do with anything Rebecca is doing at this point. Yeah, that's the problem, Todd. <laughs> oh my. So uh now uh Rebecca is about to kind of make a speech about everyone um in the room that she's friends with. And so we'll just go through them individually um and kind of check in with what they've been doing for the past year. So we start with Valencia and Beth. Um, Rebecca says they took a big step your own way and we see a flashback to Valencia proposing to Beth Beth saying yes and Beth loved it this was a moment just for us like they're in their apartment um, it's private but of course there's a drone right outside the window waiting <laughs> to take pictures it's I will, perfect Yeah, I will say the drone reveal was the hardest my dad laughed through this entire episode <laughs> that cracked him up <laughs> I uh, love this. I think this makes sense for both of the characters because Valencia is like very dressed up and like ready for this. And Beth just looks like she was just like just woke up and she's laying in bed. And it is in a private place like their apartment, which I feel like is more Beth. But of course, there's a drone filming everything, which is way more Valencia. And so I think like it's such a perfect blend. And Valencia has that ring box that is so extra that opens like at the center with two sides. If you're proposed to with that ring box, that I feel like it has to be an expensive ring because I've never seen an inexpensive ring in a ring box like that. Hmm. How many rings have you seen in a ring box like that? <laughs> I mean, I've seen a lot of television. Oh, oh, so, oh <laughs> duh, duh. okay, okay, okay. I understand now. Um, so yes, very happy for them. Uh, then we go to Daryl and April. Uh, Rebecca says you created a blended family. And we see a flashback to Daryl and Rebecca at Rebetzel's. He's telling her that April adopted Rebecca. And uh, Rebecca says, oh, my gosh, you're going to have three kids in one house. And Daryl says, actually, four. So they're expecting another baby. Um, and Daryl tells her not to say anything. But, of course, Rebecca just reveals this at the open mic. Uh, yeah, that comment there of, like, why, why do you tell her anything? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's very funny. And then I also, gosh, I really loved when they were having the conversation. I'm thinking, we're thinking about naming her April or all the other names. Just like, oh, Carol, just kidding. Haddison. Yeah. Like, this was an amazing ending for Daryl here. I'm so happy for him. I'm so glad he ended up where he did. This is 
you know, I feel like the show could have been tempted to have Daryl and White Josh end up together here and like give us one of, you know, I guess another one we got, you know, we got Valencia and Beth, but like give us another one of the couples end up together. I'm so glad they didn't because this is like, this is perfect for Daryl. We've seen, you know, him so much throughout the series, like want that family, wants that connection. They're having another kid. I'm so happy for Daryl. I really like Daryl. Uh, I feel like Daryl, like, you know, really rough start to the series. If we mm-hmm. remember all the mm-hmm. way back, uh, came storming back. I feel like I've given Daryl a lot of truly happy points. I really like Daryl. He's so sweet. He's so kind. He's very goofy. Um, but man, that guy has some sperm on him. Let me just say, <laughs> uh, I, I, re- I really like Daryl. He's very fun. What else is there to say after that? <laughs> Yep, I mean, super sperm. We all in agreement there, I guess, so. Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, so then we go to Heather and Hector. Um, Rebecca says they have a new addition. Shout out to your new hot tub. <laughs> and we see the three of them enjoying it. Uh, but Rebecca seems to be the one who's enjoying it the most. Uh, with too, the much. <laughs> too, yeah, too, yeah, too much. Too little... much. You can't go in someone else's hot tub. Mm-hmm. And let the Jets take advantage of you. It's just... <laughs> just like, if anything, Rebecca was taking advantage of those Jets. I don't, right? think, it was, like, I don't think it was the don't other Don't position yourself so that you're moaning in someone else's hot tub. <laughs> it's just not good form. I don't know, Jess. I think I have to disagree with you on this You're not one. coming in my uh, hot tub. That's it. You have a hot tub? You have no, one? but when I get oh, one, you're not allowed because you're not going to be making like weird noises like uh, Rebecca is. And she's like yeah. doing some weird like movement where she's like laying to the side and she's like kind of like face down mm, up, you know, like getting she's, the jets all in her yeah. nooks and crannies. Uh, Whoa. Yeah. I'm feeling yourself. Adam's comment makes me glad that we never really got the hot tub going at the B&B this summer. Because... No, I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying I would do that. I'm saying like, uh, you know, if, if there's you moaning, though. well, if there's moaning in a hot tub, maybe it's because it's because of what the hot tub is doing. Like, I feel, I feel like there's. Uh, Are you blaming the hot tub for this? I... <laughs> the hot tub just has jets. No, but I'm, you know, basically I'm seeing like there are other, if you're moaning in a hot tub, it's not always bad is what I'm trying to say. Maybe not for the person who is moaning, but for everybody else around them. Well, if there's moaning in a hot tub, there should. Well, no, I don't even know if I. If there's moaning in a hot tub, then there needs to be like sexual exploits happening. (laughs) There were sexual exploits happening. (laughs) I think we can move on. I think we've covered the hot tub topic. But I do love a hot tub, and I do love Heather being like, "Do you want to see photos of it?" Yeah, yeah, she's. He drives me crazy sometimes, but eight jets, four light settings, jumbo cup holders. She's perfect. Jumbo cup holders are big in the hot tub. We love to see that. I will say, I thought that was funny, but I don't know. I I guess I kind of want something more for Heather's final thing. She just feels so Heather to me, though. I mean, it it does feel Heather, but I don't know. It's Todd, what's weird is that I feel like last episode was actually a pretty good Heather episode, all things considered. Uh, like her having those weird random connections. She was like doing some of the betting. She had some really good lines. I feel like that was a better storyline for her than they got a hot tub. Although I will say like young and like together with no kids having a hot tub. It's very funny because like they're yeah. not going to have kids. Like, also, hot tubs are freaking expensive. I don't know. And not even just yeah. expensive to buy, but they're like to so run consistently. Expensive. That's the thing. This shows how successful Heather has become. She started off the show. She was just a student. I'm a student. She wouldn't have yeah. money to buy a hot tub. And now here she is. 
has money to own and maintain her own hot tub. I think <laughs> that is a good so expensive. Truly like, so expensive. And I love a Hector's line of like, she's got daddy's hair in her filter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so gross. gross. I did not love that line. <laughs> it's disgusting. That's, that's it's so gross. funny. Come on, Hector. Come on. Party yeah, foul. Clean that filter out, you nasty. <laughs> so then we move on to White Josh, of course, Rebecca's best friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> she says, White Josh, something happened with you this year that was really important. I want to say it involves the circus. <laughs> And White Josh says, my apartment burned down with everything I own on the same day my childhood home also burned down in the same wildfire. And Rebecca's like, that was it. I was at the circus when I found out that happened. And I left the circus, as you recall, because the circus was over. Yep, and, and and why Josh is the one who's being inconsiderate and awful this episode. Yep, 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 yep. I do I, I love his response here. I love it. Never really came out on you, never will. And Rebecca, respect. Respect is not an appropriate response there. I, I do love the fact that the two of them never got on the same page. And like he's like the only one who never got the appeal of Rebecca, and she never got the appeal of him, and they just always kind of circle around each other, just like, yeah, I don't get you. I, I love that it's been a through line for the whole show. I do too. Although I feel really bad for what yeah, happened like, to him this year. I know, like awful, awful things that happened to him. As someone whose childhood home did burn down, it's not a good thing. Oh my gosh! Yep, I was I was in college at the time. Um, I just actually had just moved into. Uh, it was like between my uh, sophomore junior college, I just moved out of dorms into a house uh, in, in town for the college over the summer. And my parents called me, and uh, the first thing they said, like, all right, well, first of all, your comic books are fine, but we had the fire. Yeah, somehow my comic book collection survived the fire, and to this day, I still don't know. Like, to one side of it, there was, like, a record player, which just melted, and the other side of it were this other plastic stuff that melted, but somehow my cardboard boxes full of comic books survived the fire. But they were, that was about all. We lost pretty much everything else. It's a very, very traumatic thing. Oh, that's horrible. Oh. I'm so sorry. So yeah, so much, much sympathy for Y Joe here. Absolutely. But yeah, Rebecca, not so much. <laughs> um, so then we move on to Paula and Rebecca says, Paula, what you did. Um, and we see Paula at her law firm talking to her boss, suggesting a pro bono arm of the firm to represent women who are forgotten or mistreated by the system. And Paula has put together this whole proposal about how this will work and the benefits. Um, but immediately her boss kind of turns it down, like we're trying to make money for the partners and everything. Um, and Paula immediately says, I say this with so much affection, either we do this or I quit. And she explains, I love this job, but I am not going to walk around with a hole in my heart when there are people who need me out there. Um, I have to be true to who I am. And so she gets up and she says bye and is walking away. And as she does that, her boss says, wait, let's talk. And Rebecca says, damn, Paula, that was badass. Yeah, it was. Uh, Love this. I already said this earlier, but I just love this storyline for Paula. I love this in the finale. Good for her. Uh, amazing way to to finish off kind of Paula's individual story arc here. And I love that maybe this dream is playing in the background during the scene. Yep. Like, you know, that this finally Paula's dream has come true. Uh, just 
a perfect button on Paula's story for the series. Yeah, I can't think of a better way to end Paula's story than to have uh than to have this here. Absolutely. Um, so then we turn our attention to the three men <laughs> uh, in Rebecca's life here, and she starts off with Josh. Uh, she says he's a person I care about very much. He's really the reason I'm here, Josh Chan. Um, and then we flash back to Valentine's Day one year ago, um, so her decision day, and she talks to Josh and says, you know, someday you're going to find a girl who's perfect for you. You know, I think it'll happen soon because you're ready for a real relationship and you mean so much to me. I hope you know that. Of course, Josh is very upset by this. We knew he would be. Um, but then we kind of go forward a little bit. We see him moving out and Rebecca gives him Estrella number 28. <laughs> this is disgusting at this point. Like he's actively just killing starfish and you think it's okay to let him run off with another one? I think like, Rebecca's doing it too. I yeah, I'm saying Rebecca had killed quite a few before Josh A got into the house. So. Can I just ask the question, what does the 27th trip to the pet store look like? <laughs> <laughs> like you're going so many times just to get one starfish like that is terrible are, are you hitting different pet shops too to kind of like spread it around so you don't always go to the same place i don't just know just rebecca to go sometimes you like get you no know, chris to go sometimes you know, try and find other people to go for you or do you just like yeah i killed another one yes i don't know but yeah it's too much <laughs> I, I do appreciate that we got one last confused Josh face as she was telling him like one last time for Josh to just look completely and totally baffled by life happening to him. Classic Josh Chan. <laughs> um, so as Josh, you know, moves out, Rebecca says goodbye, Josh Chan. And that is obviously a big moment for her. Um, this guy she moved here to be with. Um and as Josh Chan walks out, AJ walks in. And I was thrilled to see this. And AJ says, I'm shocked I'm doing this, but 80 bucks a month is a great deal. <laughs> Honestly, I would live with Rebecca at this point. I mean, I said it before, but like, no. good Lord. If you see $80 a month, you're like, this person is a serial killer. Absolutely not. <laughs> well, right. You would not do that with a stranger, but like AJ already knows Rebecca. So I guess if you already know what she's like, then maybe you're like, okay, it's fine. But oh, I don't know. I would not live with Rebecca for like, I don't care. I don't. I would. Money. I, $80. Yeah, it wouldn't even be close. Yeah, I guess I, you could save up for like other housing in a very short amount of time. So quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be like just, ready for my down payment in a year. And just use some of that money for like a lock on your bedroom door so she can't go in and borrow your stuff. Three locks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she asks right away, do you have a vibrator? And it's like not appropriate. Not Those appropriate. important questions to ask when you're about to live with someone, Jess. You're <laughs> telling me you didn't ask Will that when you guys were yes. together? <laughs> do you have a vibrator? AJ um, has the very smart response of, you will never know. That's a yes, by <laughs> yeah. the way. Yeah, that's a yes. That's definitely a yeah, yes, AJ obviously. does have a vibrator. Come on. Let's be real here. Um, and then we go back to Rebecca in the present. And she says, I moved to West Covina for you. I will never forget that. I'm so happy that you found what you wanted. With a little magic, you found love. And we see Josh with a woman. It seems like, you know, they're in a relationship. They seem happy together from this few seconds that we see them um apparently they met at josh's magic club and we hear the woman say about rebecca she's sweet she's also a lot and josh says in a good way 
And that's a wrap on Josh Chan for the series. Thank you very much. I'm not mad about it. I have I have no complaints about how the end of this was, Josh. Uh, very glad they didn't even like you know pretend to give us the oh maybe they will after the season's over type thing. He's with someone else uh, who seems you know much more uh, at his level, has that magic connection. You know, good for him. Happy. I'm happy for Josh Chan here at the end of the series. Yeah, I agree. I'm glad that there's like no no inkling of like there's a possibility they could get back together. I think it's very clear from the comments he made earlier in the episode, the comment she made to him about, you know, why she wasn't picking him. It's like very obvious that, you no, know, they are not meant to be together. And the show kind of really stresses that. I was very, very happy about that. Yeah, but I agree. I'm, you know, happy for Josh. Hope he's happy, but definitely makes sense for him not to be with Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Um. So then we move on to Nathaniel. All right. <laughs> um, we see him, you know, at this bar. And then we go back to Valentine's Day one year ago. And, you know, Rebecca is at his apartment. And Nathaniel can tell just based on her tone and everything that we're not riding off into the sunset on the horses I rented. <laughs> um, turns out he also bought champagne and a giant diamond. Um, and hearing that, you can tell, you know, Rebecca... Definitely feels bad about this, but she says the times we spent together have been some of the best of my life. And Nathaniel says, you only get one life. YOLO. <laughs> um, sorry. <laughs> this is a really serious moment. And like, I love what he says. And I don't know why I said that, but I, Adam said it last episode. Why is this two podcasts in a row where people are just saying YOLO as if it's okay? <laughs> because they're, because they're YOLOing, you know, that's why. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me start oh. over. So. <laughs> Nathaniel says um, you only get one life you got to live that the way you want I think everyone deserves that Um, I do love this from Nathaniel we then see him telling his dad that he's quitting and Nathaniel says no you can't forbid it I'm a grown up man Um, and you know Daryl and Bert are there supporting him and then he tells them now if you'll excuse me I need to see a man about a monkey And then we see Nathaniel at some sort of, like, outdoor wildlife place. Um, He's got a monkey that he's holding. And this woman is talking to him in Spanish. Um, And he starts crying a bit. Says his heart has been broken. But that's actually not why he's crying. He says, look at him, the monkey. Their Their eyes are like mine. And everyone should know that as at the world's number one fan of i go to the zoo i absolutely love that this is in the finale sorry i just let a, i let out a big sigh while i was on mute let me just <sighs> <laughs> get that out there so everyone could hear it uh you know okay that's that's basically where i'm at with like this nathaniel stuff and and with the monkeys okay like that's fine. I, I, you know, happy for Nathaniel. He seems to like be enjoying this kind of stuff. Lindy seems happy about it, and so I'm thrilled. Lindy's thrilled about it. So <laughs> okay. I wasn't like in love with this. Like I feel like Josh's send off here was better than Nathaniel's. It feels deeper than Nathaniel's. Like Nathaniel's finished. Like okay, I, I don't remember everything. I remember the let's go to the zoo situation, and he like loves. I guess he loves monkeys um their eyes look like our eyes Jess I just I I I love monkeys I met monkeys when I went to Honduras it was 
top 10 experience of my life. They're absolutely adorable. They try to steal everything out of your pockets and it's so freaking cute. Um, I just, no, again, I'm happy we didn't necessarily need to see like every single one of the guys end up with somebody, right? Like that wouldn't have felt real either. It just felt a little more shallow than Josh's, which I feel like we should be saying the opposite considering who Josh is versus who Nathaniel is. Like Nathaniel just feels like he's gone through, they both have gone through like pretty good journeys, but like Josh has been like consistently a dope for all this time and yes now he wants to settle down but i don't know like i guess what is nathaniel even doing with the monkeys is he like volunteering like do we so, know so he's a full-time lawyer he's a full-time lawyer for the zoo where the monkeys are whatever this place is like because the lady says we're so happy to have like a full-time lawyer oh so here. he quits i see he quits the yeah. firm and he goes to work at this monkey place to be their lawyer yeah, so basically, so for me, I think it's kind of parallel to, to Rebecca's journey in that, so we've seen Nathaniel, like he has lived his whole life doing what his father has wanted him to do, working, becoming a lawyer like his dad wanted to, working for his dad, trying to please his dad, and now he's finally reached a point where he realizes he doesn't have to do that anymore, and the one thing that has always brought Nathaniel peace, like the thing that brings him joy has been going to the zoo, being around the animals. Like that's the thing, like the zoo is basically Nathaniel's musical theater. It's the thing that he turns to all the time whenever things are rough and he's dealing with problems. And so for him, this is his version of Rebecca, like finding her passion. This is his passion to help, to help out with the animals. So he leaves mountaintop. He leaves her and his dad continues to do what he's good at as a lawyer, but doesn't to go and help out the animals, be someplace that is his passion. So I think it's deeper than what you're giving it credit for. Um, That's totally fair. I didn't remember, like, I remember him wanting to go to the zoo. I didn't remember like all of the, like, Oh, it's his like happy place. It's his like sanctuary. Oh, that makes sense. Like, I'm, I am happy that we didn't end up with him just like, ending up with some random person like you know we don't need josh greg and nathaniel to all be doing that so i think that's fine and i'm happy that he's gotten some peace away from his dad a little bit like that's really nice because that was always like to me one of the biggest nathaniel things was his like family relationship and all that that was when i liked him the most was when he was dealing with his family stuff and like i felt like he was much more sympathetic in those moments um so i'm happy he's out from under his father's thumb for sure Well, I love where he's ended up. Um, again, just go re-listen to I Go to the Zoo. It's one of my top two favorite songs from the show. <laughs> Lindy, I would yeah. listen to it. If only there were a version sung by you. <laughs> oh, have you not heard me sing it? You were, suppo you were supposed to record a version for us to put on the podcast, and you never did. Um, I only do live performances of that one. Oh. Like right now, here in this moment? No, like in person. Sorry. Well, but she's I would so do hard it. to get. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, it's an experience when you actually get to experience it. Yeah, yeah. must be nice. <laughs> um. So anyway, Rebecca, you know, now says you upended your life. You changed everything. But unlike me, you did it for the right reasons, and I am in awe of you. And Nathaniel looks really emotional here. All right, now finally, Greg. Rebecca Woo! says, "Okay, whatever." Um, <laughs> Rebecca says, "Hi, Greg. I don't know what I can say to you that I haven't already said." Um, and again, we go back to Valentine's Day one year ago, and Rebecca is telling Greg 
her decision. Greg just wants to hear it fast. He just wants to get this over with. And she wants to say, well, first, like, I want you to understand the choice I'm making. This morning, I had a terrible dream on the toilet. Then Paula came over. Then she asked me the most important question anyone's ever asked me in my life. And we actually flash back to that scene, um, which I think I didn't expect, like, when I originally watched this episode, that we would see more of what happened after the 11 o'clock song. Um, But we go right back there to Rebecca and Paula. And Paula is saying, hey, and Rebecca snaps out of the song that she's been thinking of. Um, and she says, with, what? with her arms in the 11 o'clock position as right. well. I <laughs> she's sitting there. like She's not just like sitting there like dreamy. She's actually has moved her arms in the 11 o'clock position, which I thought was pretty funny. For sure. Yeah. Um, Rebecca claims that it's nothing, but it's clearly something. And Paula says, no, like you're staring off into space like you do a lot. What's happening when you do that? And Rebecca says, I don't want to tell you. It's weird. <laughs> um, but as Paula rightfully points out, they have done many weird things, talked about many weird things. So how weird could this be, right? Um, so Rebecca says, like, I've never told anybody this except the dream ghost and Dr. Phil. <laughs> That's a great group there. Um, so she tells Paula, when I stare off into space, I'm imagining myself in a musical number. That's how I sometimes see big moments in my life. And because I do that, so does the show. Of course, when I say show, I mean the very popular BPD workbook acronym, simply having omniscient wishes. Yes, of course. Everyone knows that acronym. This was a stretch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I usually like the meta things. This was the probably the weakest one across the series. I totally agree. <laughs> Um, Paula is kind of confused by this, but Rebecca says, can I show you something? Look off with me like this. <laughs> they both, uh, look off into space. Um, and then we see them together in that place with all the outfits. And Rebecca says, this is me, all the identities I've tried to fit into. And Paula is amazed. She says, this is beautiful. I thought it was very cool uh to bring paula here it, again like not something i'm really expecting um especially when we're talking about like tropey ways to end the show i uh, like the, maybe the decision of her not choosing one is is more of a trope than maybe i think it is but like the way that we got here i feel like is very unique uh to to cxg and like the way that rebecca's thinking letting paula get in on that turntable and like you know having the conversation there i thought was really really intelligent really really good writing um and i i I love this scene i do too i love that she brings paula in here you know a place that she's never brought anyone else into um and so they kind of go back to reality and rebecca asks like what do you mean beautiful and Paula says, when you come back, you've always figured something out, right? And Rebecca says, yeah. Um, and then Paula asks her, have you written them down? And Rebecca says, like, no, I haven't. Uh, the closest was, like, changing those lyrics for the community theater. Um, and Paula points out, like, you loved that. And so they go back to the outfits. And Paula says, it's here, what you're looking for, how to know who you are. It's here. And that is when we get the second song of the episode, though it's very short. Um, this is kind of another version of West Covina. It is very short, but mm. wow. Uh, so powerful. Uh, love Paula getting to like have the final quote-unquote song uh, of the episode here. This is now the 
third time we are reprising uh the this song here uh the first at the very end of the first episode the second i believe on the bus ride and then this is now the third i have loved all of them this is like such a catchy melody such a cxg melody um i'm all in on this i thought this was really really cool really potent you know acapella and then we get like the strings kind of at the end to like give the emphasis to the moment we get a little bit of harmony i'm all in on all of this i love this finale i i it's just so good i i really appreciated Polly here in this moment um and like her there, there's something i don't know maybe i'm just reading into this too much there's something so powerful about paula going into rebecca's headspace where she's singing yeah. and then paula being the one singing there right like the, I, there's something there that is just like so powerful to me that I, like it's it's, it's it's just such good storytelling i think the big thing for me is like this is the most intimate like place that rebecca has right like all jokes aside like this is where she is mostly herself it's like the her safe place it's where she retreats to it's her happy place and she invites paula in there which is like a big deal because people would judge her for it and like i think in a lot of ways like this is this is like a love story right that's what the show is is a love story in a lot of ways it's like learning to love yourself but i think the other like messaging in this finale that isn't lost is like the sense of community right and like rebecca finding her people everyone being there for her at this like musical debut on valentine's day like the amount of people that she's surrounded with herself especially paula it from day one minute one of this show like paula is her person and like i truly believe you could have like best friend soulmates you know what i mean like you don't it doesn't need to be it doesn't need to be romantic it can be platonic and i think her and and rebecca and paula have had their moments and ups and downs and everything but the fact that paula is the person that she like invites into this space and paula is the one singing in it is huge and i just think it like shows they're they're really good at like helping each other finally rebecca helped fall out for a second but like it's really nice to kind of see that friendship in this final moment where like she's getting to see what's actually going on in rebecca's head and like visually seeing it all it's so amazing i agree i love it so much um, and once they come out of that song, uh, Rebecca's saying, okay, write down the songs. Okay, I need paper. And Paul's like, you need a, you need a pen. <laughs> so they're frantically grabbing this stuff. Um, and Rebecca starts writing, writing down a song. Um, so then we see her go back to Greg. And again, the Valentine's Day one year earlier, um, she says, you know, it sounds crazy, but I've been writing down songs for the past couple of hours. And Paul's right. Um, and Greg is obviously hurt and asks, like, and you need to do this alone? And Rebecca says, yeah, and I don't know how long it's going to take. So Greg says, you just got to know that I'm not going to wait, not anymore. And Rebecca does know that. Um, and then we go back to Rebecca in the present, who says, when I look at you, I see someone who's ahead of me, your recovery, your love for Serranos. I want that for myself. And of course, we get a snarky comment from White Josh, who says, she wants to own an Italian restaurant. <laughs> And Greg says, come on, you know what she means. And White Josh says, I wish you were not still single. I will not feel safe until one of you is married. I know Adam hates it, but I love it. I, I like the, I will not feel safe until one of you is married. I thought if that were the only quippy thing here at the end, I feel like that would have been really appropriate. I, 
I could have done without those. She wants to own an Italian restaurant. Well, that's like, yeah, that's a dumb um, joke. That's like not even very witty to it for my Josh, you know? I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. That that part wasn't wasn't the best, but the I will not feel safe that one of you is married. Yeah, I, I like that. that. That was okay. Yeah, but yeah, no, I will I will I will agree with you that the uh, the other thing was a little bit of a stretch. Was was him kind of still being hurt about the fact that she you know you know brought you no know, didn't know anything about him. I guess I don't know. So then Rebecca starts talking again. And says, you know, so over the past year, I've done some new and scary things. And so we see kind of a bunch of things she's worked on. So we first see her reading this book called Lyrics 101. <laughs> and she learns that when writing songs, the most important thing is to learn to tell your story, your own story. And this is like a revelation to Rebecca. She tells AJ, this book is amazing. <laughs> um, but AJ walks out from Rebetzel's and is wearing... A Dartmouth sweater that turns out uh, he's mad that Rebecca borrowed it and got chocolate stains all over it. And of course, we get one final time with Rebecca mentioning Harvard. She says, I'll get him a Harvard sweatshirt. It's better. Had to throw it in there. Yeah, love it. Um, and then we see Rebecca taking piano lessons. She's never played piano or any other instrument. Um, and she's asks if she can call her teacher rick and it doesn't seem like that's actually his name but <laughs> not even remotely his name <laughs> he's okay with it for some reason you know rick rolls with the rolls with the punches i guess good for rick, rick. Rolls. nice he just he seemed concerned that she didn't had never played an instrument but like wouldn't she have said that when she set up the lesson like i'm a beginner like she may not have i mean it is rebecca she was mm -hmm. like i need piano lessons and Sleeve. I will say, uh, you know, I, my only issue with this, the it's a very small nitpick with this particular scene of like the first piano lesson. Why does Rick have his hands over the keys constantly as though he is like on the precipice of starting to play the piano? <laughs> they look like they're sharing the seat. They're like right next to each other. Well, no, that's fine. No, that's uh, that's actually yeah. normal. I'm okay yeah. with that part of that's it. That's normal. I've like I've, I've, I've okay, taught I'm piano lessons. Like, telling like, you I, that's normal. I, I took piano lessons. I never yeah. sat on the same bench. Well, my... maybe your piano teacher I... hated you. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> hey. I definitely sat on the same bench as my my oh, piano yeah. teachers. Yeah, Lindy, it's no there's there's no offense because well there may be a little bit like i was fired by my piano teacher they like refused to teach it was a, I, have, I have a lot of stories about piano lessons i hated piano lessons as a kid whoa um also i was like a little like stupid rebel but whatever um you were a i'm sorry <laughs> you were a stupid rebel yeah i was like rebelling is the stupidest things like i didn't want to play the classical music for piano lessons and so i just would like learn my own stuff and my piano teacher would fire me anyway uh he was like holding his hands over the keys like about to play the whole scene the entire time his hands adam you have really right weird nitpicks sometimes it just, it just makes no <laughs> sense he's like not i kind of, of get i kind of get your obsession with people like fake playing instruments oh, and being terrible at it. Don't even get me started. But I didn't even notice he was near the piano. Like I didn't even. Who cares? His fingers were, and they weren't like resting on the keys either. They were just hovering like a few inches. Uh, I don't know. Okay, whatever. We can move on. But that was my very, very small <laughs> nitpick. Um. So then we see Rebecca getting singing lessons. Uh. You know, she's singing the notes. Uh. Really kind of off key, and she's asking, "But was it better than last week?" And her teacher's like. Yeah, yeah, you, uh, you'll get there. It'll take a while, but you'll get there. You're and, getting and most of the notes. Yeah, and here's where my dad, who was kind of half watching it, was like, "I'm 
she's saying, well, earlier, what's going on? No, no, that was just in her head, Dad. This is like <laughs> real life. Oh, okay. <laughs> it makes sense. Um, and then we also see Rebecca is at her apartment with Valencia, Heather, and Paula. She's thinking about like the last lyrics in one of her songs. Heather likes it. Valencia thinks it's catchy, and she has great taste. So <laughs> that must mean it's good. Film. Um, and Paula says, you're doing great, honey. And Rebecca, you know, keeps working on her song. Um, and then we go back to Rebecca now talking to the crowd. Um, I've written down a lot of what she said, so I'll just try to say it. Uh, Rebecca says, I don't know if what I'm doing is any good, but I can finally show the outside world what's been in me this whole time. All the nuances and gray areas. It's not just about the act of writing. It's about how when I'm telling my own story for the first time in my life, I am truly happy. Just want to pause there and say, truly happy. We love to see it. Um, and then she says, um, it's like I just met myself, like I just met Rebecca. I came to this town to find love, and I did. I love every person in this room, each and every one of you. Again, just talking to my friends, not the other people here for open mic night. Um, again, love that joke. And she says, you know what? Screw it. I love you guys too. It's a great sweater. <laughs> um, and then she says and for now the, for the first time in my life I can say that I'm finally ready for the other kind of love or maybe I'm finally ready for the other kind of love um, and then we see this shot with all three of the guys in there and mysteriously Josh's girlfriend is not in the frame <laughs> yeah didn't like that but oh well she disappears it's a magic thing but she comes <laughs> back though <laughs> like after this shot you see her again um and, you know, she says, you know, the kind we talk about a lot more. And it might be with someone in this room. And then we see the camera go from each guy individually. <laughs> what? The father brought an AJ moment. I'm not there yet. <laughs> First, we see, you know, Josh, Nathaniel, Greg. And then the camera goes to many other people in the room. So it goes to that guy, Jason, that random guy <laughs> yeah. that mm -hmm. she hooked up with. And then it goes to Bert and jim and they all have kind of like normal expressions on their faces but then it goes over to father bra and aj and those two are like wait not me right no, right <laughs> father bra like moves away yeah this this was the second hardest that my dad laughed in the entire episode <laughs> <laughs> that was great um and then rebecca says but whoever it's with it won't be ending up with someone because romantic love is not an ending. It's just a part of your story, a part of who you are. Mm. Yeah. I love this so much. I feel like the messaging is so on point. Like, I think especially uh, when I look at when this show came out and kind of like where we were as a society and where we still are to a certain extent, like so much emphasis is put on like, okay well you're gonna date a while and then you're gonna get married and then you're gonna have kids and then that's it and then you die like that's <laughs> that is how people explain lives to people it's like oh so nothing that happens before i get married and have kids matters is that like how it often feels for a lot of people and so i love that she says like because that's usually how what people end up that's their goal is like oh i have to find the person i'm gonna marry i have to find the person i'm gonna marry that's all that matters after i marry someone everything will be sunshine and rainbows and daisies and happiness um and i like how she's like that's not it though like that's a part of someone's story it's not like their entire story then it's like yeah she finally gets it maybe society doesn't totally get it but like rebecca gets it at this point and 
the way she's looking at love is so much healthier. I mean, she couldn't have had a, a worse outlook on it earlier, honestly, but like the way she's looking at it now is so much healthier of like, I got to get myself right before I'm even ever contemplating putting another person into like tying myself to another person, basically. Yeah. It's a really important message that like, obviously we commend Rachel Bloom a lot for their, her, her ability to write and her ability to, to tell stories. Um, the, I, the first time I saw this, I, it was a couple months, maybe a little bit longer that out from a not so great breakup for me personally. And like, I, you know, there was like a point in my life at that point where I was like, whoa, this is brutal. And then like seeing this, it was very powerful to like see this message represented, especially when so much of the show was about the relationships. Um, and it wasn't always necessarily about like, okay, who are we going to have sex with this episode? It was, you know, it was, there was a lot more focus on like Rebecca and her mental health journey, especially as we get into the later seasons. But, you know, let, let's not lie here. A lot of the show was about which guy is she going to end up with? And she spent a lot of times dating all of these guys. And we had a lot of conversations about who she shouldn't, who she should, you know, how many times did Lindy and I go back and forth on all of the guys and stuff like that. And yet we're ending the series in a way where Rebecca is telling a ridiculously positive message that not only she has taken to heart, but we've seen her grow so much from episode one. I mean, like that to me is my main takeaway of the show is that if you want to look at character story arcs from episode one to episode 60, whatever, like, oh my gosh, there are so many, right? Like there are so many different characters who have had arcs that are incredible. We, we you know, we kind of glossed over it a little bit, but even like Valencia is having a ridiculously good arc. Heather has overcome so much. You might not like it, but like Greg's, uh, you know, recovery in his arc is incredible as well. I'll even say Nathaniel and his arc is really powerful and really important too. Uh, you know, and you know what? Even Josh, a little bit, like maybe not as much as the others, although he had, you know, he started way down below. So I guess, you know, him getting there is really important too. But when you talk about like growth and character arcs, the show is incredible across the board. And like Rebecca delivering this message at the end, I thought was a very potent way um, to end the series. She has, you know, found herself here. She has uh, identified who she wants to be and is now understanding I am ready to get out there and the show doesn't go on. Like there's no, you know, they kind of hint at the end, right? Like, like, Oh, maybe she could be with someone else, but that's not what the show is doing. That's not how the show is ending because the show is saying, this is Rebecca's journey. Maybe she'll go on. Maybe she'll date one of them, whatever. We're panning across seven guys, whatever. Like maybe she will, but like, that's not the point of it. And I think like that not being the point of it is the point of the show. And I, I just really appreciate that uh, and really appreciate Rachel Bloom and really appreciate uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. So good on them. I, I, I really love this. Well said, Adam. I agree. Look at us. Look at us agreeing here. <laughs> Look at us. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thunk it? We made it. Um, <laughs> and then the very end, I love, love, love the very end. Um, so Rebecca says, here we go. And she sits down at the keyboard on the stage and she says, this is a song I wrote. And she kind of sighs and her hands approach the keys and she smiles and is going to begin to play. And that is the end. And look, every time I watch this, there are tears in my eyes. I just love this moment. It is full of so much happiness and hope and joy and you know growth and like 
look where we started look where we are now like the culmination of everything but there's more to come i just could not love this more lindy uh if i could i have went back and found the email oh no (laughs) (laughs) yes Yes. yes and I'm with afraid. your per- with your permission of course i would like to read this is that okay yeah i mean how bad could it be <laughs> okay okay but yeah before he Please, reads yeah, it, go ahead go ahead before he reads it i don't remember exactly what it says but as i said at the beginning here i appreciate the finale more and more every time i watch it so i don't know how i felt exactly when i wrote this email but i will say like everything i said in this podcast is how i feel now so yeah uh october 1st 2020 really taking us back uh to the beginning of of our friendship here 9 40 p.m that matters i'm just sending very important important. uh before we get the thoughts lindy did give a little disclaimer hi exclamation point here is what i wrote about the show after i rewatched it it's very unedited so don't judge me haha period (laughs) i always hedge (laughs) no matter what i'm saying (laughs) okay I have a newfound appreciation for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend after finishing my rewatch of the entire show. I think knowing what was going to happen in the finale majorly helped me enjoy it because I wasn't tense with the anticipation of finding out whether Rebecca would choose Greg, Josh, or Nathaniel. Knowing that she chose none of them and instead chose to dedicate herself to pursuing her musical theater passion made the finale a lot more heartfelt to me. The first time around, I had a hard time with the fourth season because I was so entranced by the Rebecca Nathaniel romance that seeing them apart the entire season was disappointing. On again, off again, relationships are frustrating, but off all the time was devastating. But I came out of this episode immensely proud of Rebecca. Knowing how far she's come and seeing how genuinely excited she is about music and songwriting made her choice to learn those skills endearing, believable, and inspiring. The montage of Rebecca taking piano lessons, voice lessons, and writing songs was funny and true to life. She isn't perfect. Her voice teacher admits it will take a long time to quote-unquote get there. But Rebecca is undeterred, approaching this endeavor with her characteristic enthusiasm. I will admit that I struggled with the recasting of Greg. I thought, why bother to bring him back? But the message is that life isn't perfect. Art isn't perfect. Sometimes you have to adjust, change your plan, work things out in a different way than you originally thought, just like Rebecca did. Plus, the show threw out so many self-referential jokes about the subject, knowing full well what they were doing and how it might be confusing, but pushing forward anyway with fervor. And if you think about it, the frustration with recasting Greg isn't because we didn't want Greg to come back. It's because we love the character and seeing him played by someone else might feel like an affront to that character. But... It's a sign that the character is important to the story. I found myself so emotional at the ending. These characters we love, they're thriving, but it doesn't feel forced because they've experienced so much earned growth throughout the show. I also love the format they chose for this last episode, centering the events around Valentine's Day, but having the characters meet up the following Valentine's Day so that uh, we can see what they've gone through in a year. It's a way to catch up with everybody without having to do a time skip at the end to wrap up everyone's story. Rebecca's at the mic, summarizing everyone's joys and achievements in the last year, ending with her three guys. What I noticed this time around that I failed to grasp the subtlety of the first time because I was so crushed by Nathaniel not being the outright choice throughout the season is that it's a real possibility for her to reconnect with any of the three men. 
I thought the show was clearly hinting at Greg, which, yes, they were, but they weren't denying the possibility of Nathaniel or even Josh. Josh has a girlfriend now, but Rebecca is clearly important to him, and they will always have affected each other's lives in a profound way. Nathaniel has moved and changed his life working at a zoo, but the show makes no mention of his current romantic life, and his gaze at Rebecca clearly shows lingering affection. White Josh explicitly calls Greg out as being single, a clear sign that he might be, in fact, in a relationship with Rebecca again someday. But none of these options felt like the overwhelming odds on favorite, and I like that. From Lindy, almost, no, more than two years ago. Still very true to how you believe today. Uh, and I think, as I did think back then, that you summed it up beautifully. Thank you. <laughs> wow, thank you for reading that. Um, I was worried. I was not sure what it said. Um, but I'm glad you liked it. I love you being so upset. <laughs> I was clearly heartbroken about the Nathaniel thing. No, that's fair. Like the thing is the shipping is real. And I think we all get like, I think it happens a lot in television where you get like very attached to certain couples. Yeah. And you're like, if they could just get back to that place where they were. Um, but timing is just so is everything in relationships and sometimes it just doesn't work out. Um, but that's such a good point that you made in your email, Lindy, about how like the door isn't necessarily closed on any of these relationships in a different time um, with with different like um, priorities, different, you know, mental health awarenesses, stuff like that. Any one of these relationships could work and thrive. Um, probably not Josh, but the other two could probably work and thrive. and. Um, it's interesting that you point out that like the door's open, like it certainly could happen with any one of these three. And dare I except say, except Josh? Well, yeah, <laughs> except for Josh. Uh, and dare I say it? But I believe, Lindy, that that is the episode. That's our episode. Oh, That's the episode. God. Season four, episode seventeen of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, the series finale. My goodness, how uh, how far uh, you know we've come, how far they've come. Um, really good. I don't know. I you know, there's there's a lot of like series finales that I think don't do an amazing job. Uh, I, you know, I feel like I'm always very critical of a series finale, partially because they're big shoes to fill, and I also think that shows should be starting almost with the series finale in mind of like, how do you want to wrap up this story that you're about to tell versus like how, you know, in the moment are you going to tell it? I think that it's very evident that the creative team behind crazy ex-girlfriend knew where they wanted this to go uh, and, and how they wanted to end this uh, right from the beginning. And I think that like, maybe not from the beginning of season one, but certainly from the beginning of season four. Um, and it took us a little while to kind of get on track. As we said, season four is not our favorite season. Uh, it might be the least favorite season. I don't know that I'm ready to like fully say that yet, but it, it's not my favorite season for sure. Um, and I think there were some episodes that we just kind of had to stall. But once we got Greg back in the mix, uh, you know, once we were kind of in the swing of things, I think that the ending of season four was pretty strong overall. And I think that like, I know it started off rough, but I don't want to like discredit the season as a whole because I feel like the last couple of episodes were really, really good. Um, and the story that they told, the story that they chose to tell over the course of these four seasons, I think was incredible. 
And it's not a story that I've seen a lot in a lot of other TV. I feel like mental health is not a, a common topic when it comes to, especially these types of shows. When we talk about comedies, there's not a lot of other shows that have like, uh, you know, musical elements to them, especially like, uh, you know, in written specifically for the TV show. Um, and so I, I'm like four seasons consistently impressed uh, by craziest girlfriend, impressed by the writing, by the music, by the acting uh, front to back. What a spectacular show. Everyone's, it really is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not much that I, one thing I did want to talk about the ending uh, of it real quick. I will say the very first time I watched it, I was a little disappointed that we didn't get to hear anything of the song that Rebecca had written just because there hadn't been a whole lot of music in the episode and there's all this build up to it. And I was like, I was surprised. I was surprised when the, the episode ended before we got to hear her song. Uh, but on subsequent yeah. viewings, I, I came to appreciate that that yeah. choice uh, because the show was about her journey to this point. And whatever song they would have had her sing there would not have that wouldn't be the point because she's no. still she's at the beginning of her journey. So you're either going to either going to play a song that's not as great as some of the other songs you have in this show and you'd feel it down or she play a song that was like the perfect song and that would feel forced and not real because she's only been playing piano and taking singing lessons for a year. So she's not going to be perfect. So I feel that that choice to like end up that potential is definitely the right decision. It threw me the very first time I watched it, but on like every sub subsequent viewing, I've like have come to love that choice. And then like working up to that potential. And again, the, the point of the show isn't us hearing that first song that she's unveiling the public. It's just knowing that she has finally accepted and is finally like being vulnerable enough to share that with the public. And that's the point of it. But I just wanted to mention that because I know that it's like a thing that can be like jarring to people. Cause like, I want to hear her saying like, yeah, I, I want another song too. But in the end, that's not the point of this. Yep. Yeah. It's very like Sopranos, right? Like some people hate the Sopranos ending. I love the Sopranos ending. I think it's brilliant. Um, like not really spoilers for Sopranos. That show ended so long ago. Go, go watch it. Um, but for this show, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's a way they can please everyone. So like, it does make sense to not do anything. It's just one of those things where I, I like I said, coming from a, a position where I just felt like I just wanted like one more musical number almost. Um, I think that's why I was kind of like thinking there was going to be something here because there hadn't been a ton of musical numbers in this episode. Um, and so it kind of felt like we should have one here. Um, but I, I do appreciate the decision to not do it. I think it's a smarter decision to not do it, but I'm, you know, I can't be pleased. You know, I just, I want to, I want, 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 you know? Well, Jess, if you're interested in more musical numbers, have I got the episode for you? Uh, because while this is the last, you know, episodic, uh, you know, uh, uh, episode, episodic episode is a stupid thing to say, Adam. Um, <laughs> while this is the last, I'll say scripted episode of craziest girlfriend, the next episode, uh, is just a concert of all the songs, not all the songs, but a lot of the songs. Um, so if you're interested in musical numbers, uh, there's still greatness to be found, um, here, but that's like the end of the series. I mean, that's it. There's, uh, you know, nothing else to say done and dusted. Here we are. Yeah. I'm I so sad. <laughs> the show is so good. And well, it's not that we're leaving the show behind. We can always rewatch it, but I can't believe that we're here at the end of our journey. Um, and just seeing Rebecca's journey, it makes me really emotional. And, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm so happy they got a chance to tell their full story. 
because there's so many shows out there that don't get that chance that have these ideas and have these plans. And for one reason or another, they don't get the support to move on. And we know this show was on the verge of cancellation basically like every year, like it's numbers were never great. It was like critically beloved, but the audiences never really flocked to it. And the fact that we were able to get all four seasons and we're able to get this full story of Rebecca is just a thing that I just have to be extremely grateful for because they could have like, we could have ended at the end of any of these seasons. We could have ended with last season with Rebecca going to jail. And that could have been the end of the series. Yeah. And that would have been like a horrendous, horrendous way to end the show, you know. But the fact that they were able to to scrape by and and be able to tell this amazing story about Rebecca's journey and her mental health and everything is just something that I'm just so thankful for. And that's it. That's the episode, season four, episode 17 of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Um, there we are. I'll just, uh, you know, uh, that's it. I don't even know what to say. This is a weird position to be in. Uh, <laughs> we've never ended a series whole before. Thing. Yeah, but that's uh, that's the whole thing. Um, w- luckily, we're not done here on this particular podcast. We still have a few more things to do. Um, no game this week. I'll, Jess, do you want to take a few seconds to I'm complain? very upset. I'm very <laughs> upset. Yeah, Here's we'll the get- situation. Yeah. Adam notoriously loves gambling. Literally was in Vegas like the week of that podcast. Is going back to Vegas. Has been to Vegas many times. Lindy, I've never heard you talk about gambling. I don't think you gamble very much. Adam literally knew the answer. He knew the answer to the question. I was so upset. I was so upset for Lindy because there's nothing I wanted more than to come on the podcast and get Lindy her win. Get her the W. It's all I wanted. I think this has been a long con by Adam (laughs) where he was like, we'll get Jess on for the finale of the first season. And that way in subsequent seasons by the, hopefully I have won by the time we get to Jess's spot in the quiz. Cause let me tell you, I'm two for two, baby Mm -hmm. two for two (laughs) with Lindy. We have, there's the chemistry. We just vibe off each other when we do the quiz Miss opportunities because Adam knows too much about gambling. I can't believe they're gambling pot. I mean, I know they're a podcast about everything, but like gambling podcasts. I can't believe, first of all, that those exist. And second of all, that they have listeners. There are ridiculous hundreds of gambling podcasts. Why? What do people um, want to listen to? What is happening? What do they do? What are they I love about? hearing about gambling stories. Oh my gosh. People like it's some a gambling uh, story. Oh, and then I and then I had a full house. Woo, baby. Like, what even does that <laughs> podcast sound like? Uh, I mean, I can I can refer you to a couple podcasts. Though. <laughs> um, okay, luckily Todd's game corner is not like going away though. I'm sure. Uh, I'm so upset. I, I guess we like haven't necessarily talked about it, but I am pretty convinced that we will be doing another. This is called Gamblegate of 2022, and it will never be forgotten. <laughs> I I say yeah. I mean, I never and I knew Adam loved to gamble. I knew all of that, but I never in a million years thought that he would have the exact amount of revenue. He's an enigma. Uh, it's a, I have my, I have, yeah, I have very um, niche interests. Uh, there are very, like, I don't know a lot about everything, but I know everything or I know everything about a little. What's the, I don't know. You know a little about everything. No, 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 no. I know everything about a little. 
I don't. What I'm saying. No, you're saying the opposite. You're saying that he knows a little about everything. He knows everything about there are some, like I've things. never seen an episode of The Sopranos. I couldn't tell you a, a thing about The Sopranos. You? I couldn't tell you a thing about The Sopranos. But when <laughs> oh it comes to like God. gambling or Nevada State revenue, uh, like yeah, I can <laughs> I can talk about that. Um, anyway, I don't, don't want to know how your brain works. It, sounds it doesn't. It really doesn't very often. <laughs> um, but I'm sure we'll be doing Todd's Game Corner in our our next show. So so fear not. Also, you don't have to come on for the finale. You can come on for whatever episode you want. Uh, I'm just upset about it. Yeah, I think that you, uh, the whole, oh, I love a finale. I think that was more on you than it was I on do me. love a finale. Yeah, I'm me too. I'm <laughs> notoriously pro-premiere and finale because it's a new, like, especially a premiere, there's a new look. There's a new vibe. There may be new characters. There's a new setting. It's exciting. You yeah. know, finale, same thing. We're wrapping it up. Like, yeah. it's all exciting. Okay, well, you, you know, uh, you're welcome to come on for the premiere, I guess, of, of whatever we do next. Well, first I got to hear what it is. Okay, well, we're not there yet. Well, we, still have, uh, we still have to give out some pretzels and a uh, truly happy point here. Uh, we had two songs uh, of the episode, and because uh, I am the drama, we're going to start with the second song, the West Covina. <laughs> or the drama. <laughs> the final reprise. I'm giving this one a four and a half. I really loved it. It was very short, but like, the power behind the song and the message behind the song. You know what? Screw it. I'm giving this a five. Uh, everything about the song was amazing. Uh, maybe it could have gone on a little bit longer, but I just loved it so much. Paula is amazing. I love giving her this final shot here. Uh, give me five pretzels for this West Covina reprise. Uh, Lindy, what about you? Well, I, I don't have to raise my score because I'm starting out at a five. Oh, Lindy's already at a five. We love to see it. Oh, my God. Uh, Todd. Oh my goodness! Now I'm going to feel bad if I don't give it a five. Yeah. And yet, uh, you should. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I, I really like it, but again, it is it is so short. It is I don't know hard for me to give something that's such a snippet uh, a full five pretzels. Uh, and yet, and yet, <laughs> um, no, uh, no, I'm I'm going to give it a. Uh, I'm getting like I'm getting the look. I'm getting the looks from from my both my co-hosts. They're both. Do what you feel. Like I will Todd. give you different looks, Todd. I will give you so such different looks. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna wear Adam start. I'm giving it a four point five. Okay, it's still so it's still pretty high. I, I don't it's know. Not bad. Why would we be upset about that? <laughs> I'm a little upset, but okay, Jess. What about, <laughs> Jess, what about you? I'm happy. I don't have to break the bowl. Um, because I was not gonna give this a five. The thing is, it's like literally, I just I literally. In the time you've all been giving your scores, went on YouTube to re-listen to it. That's how short it is. It's 45 seconds long. Oh, like, that's it's not... longer than I thought it was. Okay. Well, and that's, that's with, like, them talking at the, like, beginning and end. So, okay. like, less than 45 seconds long. Again, I like the meaning behind it and, like, the fact that they're reprising it. It's, a, it's nice. But I, I cannot, in good conscience, give it higher than a four. I have to go with a four. Just as a big length gal. You heard it here first. Um, okay. And then our 11 o'clock number, our final song that we are rating of the series. Uh, if I could give this song higher than a five, I would. I don't think that anyone's going to let me do that. And therefore, no. nope. it gets a five. Uh, Lindy, your thoughts on 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock is getting a full five from yeah. me. Absolutely. Lindy and I, uh, we've been in lockstep all episode, which is very weird, but I love the way this is ending. It's really throwing it's off my vibe. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I love it. This is like the first time ever, and I'm I'm so happy to see it. Uh, Todd, 11 o'clock. 
a five. No Easy question. five. We love to see it. And Jess. Obviously a five. I'm not a monster. Well, <laughs> beautiful. We could debate that last point, but um <laughs> not right now. A full a full bowl of pretzels there. We've had two uh perfect full bowls of pretzels. Uh, what do what do we decide? Bigger bowls, like huge bowls. When we have what a guest, about? when we have a guest and everyone gives a five over bowls. Did we decide bowls? something? No, I don't think we did. Bursting no. bowls. Bursting bowls. <laughs> Bursting bowls of pretzels. I, I don't think so. I, you no. need a double like B. Big bowls. No. Big bowls. <laughs> Who likes big bowls? We like big bowls. We do not need I like big bowls. Term. I cannot lie. Well, no, 11 o'clock uh, gets a perfect <laughs> score from us, uh, which is amazing. And that is it. Uh, we will uh, obviously talk about our, our song rankings a little bit uh, in our next episode. But finally, who made you truly happy this episode? Um, in my mind, there are actually a lot of candidates. I think that you could reasonably give this to quite a few people. I think that some of the story arcs that we saw have been really fulfilling. Uh, you know, Fanny with the monkeys, Josh getting in a relationship, uh, Valencia and Beth getting together, Daryl having a kid, uh, Paula, especially with her uh, uh, pro bono stuff. For me personally, I don't know how you don't give this to Rebecca here in the finale uh she just totally excelled she is making herself truly happy finally and that is the epitome of the show and makes me truly happy lindy you are famously team rebecca uh who made you truly happy this episode i have been team rebecca since day one i've got the shirt to prove it and this is the easiest truly happy decision i have made in this entire podcast there is no one else I can give it to for this episode but Rebecca. I just love Rebecca in this episode. She made me truly happy, and I was so happy to see her happy. So, Rebecca, Rebecca, Rebecca. Rebecca! Todd, who made you truly happy this episode? As tempted as I am to give White Josh a point just to get a reaction from Adam, there's like, like you said, there is absolutely no other choice I could make for this episode other than to give the point to Rebecca. And Jess, who made you truly happy this episode? Yeah, I, if I recall correctly, I've given Rebecca a point before um, for less for less that she's done. And yeah, in my opinion, Rebecca made herself truly happy. She is truly happy and therefore she shall get the truly happy point. Um, plus, again, we didn't mention too much about it, but like her hair, like honestly, her hair game is so on point this episode. The freaking yes. French braids with the cute black bow at the back. Yes. Lady, I absolutely yes died it's adorable i agree every time i watch this i'm like oh my gosh she looks incredible i yes. love her hair she's I had love some like, her questionable dress. hair choices um i was like kind of in for the really vampy dark look when she went bad um but this feels like a rebecca look where it's like it's like lighter brown but she has the braids braids are always like very feminine to me like just like these cute braids it's cute little bow it's amazing it's adorable 10 out of 10 she gets my truly happy point yeah, and just to give Rebecca a, her point in season two. So, yeah, okay. it Well, we have given our pretzels, we have given our truly happy point, and we have finished with the episode No Game today. So, I think it is uh, high time that we get out of here. Two and a half hours. Not bad. You better, you better done tell me what the heck you're recording. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I almost forgot piss. it. Or that. No, you didn't. This is a lie. Um, <laughs> he was dating me. <laughs> so, 
we I uh, we can announce here at this point our next show. Uh, there might be a little break in between. We might we have a few kind of uh, you know uh, one off situations that we're going to do before we actually start uh, this show. So so you know stay tuned for for those things. We'll talk a little more about that uh, next episode. But our next show that we are officially covering is drum roll please i'm not gonna edit in a drum roll so we actually have to yeah okay we actually have to is zoe's extraordinary playlist i was thinking that when i got on this podcast today i was like oh i really am like vibing with it being zoe's you have your skylar what's his face you have all the singing yeah, just did guess this at one point in the, in one of our, our group chats. Just had a lot of guesses yeah. though. Let's she had a lot. Of, yeah, yeah. She, this she was the one I felt strongest about. Uh-huh. Besides that other one that is airing currently, where there's like people in it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> this is the one that I thought. That's our next show, and I will just say right off the top here, I have not seen an episode <gasps> of this show. You have? How did so, I not know this? No I spoilers. No spoilers allowed here. Uh, I have not seen an oh episode of the show. We will be going into this very strictly no spoilers this time. We, Wait, I, Lindy and Todd have seen it though, right? Yeah. Yes, so we've both I seen have, it. I have seen all of it. Lindy has seen all <laughs> except for like the uh, there I was a, a movie that came out. I don't think I, I saw didn't the movie watch either. the movie yet. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I saw the movie either. Yeah. Okay. So, so I've seen everything, clean the movie. Lindy has seen everything except the movie. Adam has not seen any of it. This is so exciting. I'm very excited about this news. And so it's two seasons, we... so it's not too much. Yeah. It was like easier to c- commit to uh for those of us that needed a shorter commitment. So yeah, it's 25 <laughs> episodes total. That's not even a year. That's like of nothing. Yeah, we'll be done with that in no time. We're it's already gonna not... have to start talking about our next show after this. So um, that's what we're going to be doing next. Uh, however, that will not be our next episode. Uh, we will be talking about the concert, um, that is on Netflix. So you can actually watch that. It's just a bunch of songs. Um, and so we might combine the concert with like a season four retrospective. We'll talk about it. We'll have another episode next week at the very least talking about the concert. Um, and, uh, so we're not, we're not technically done with craziest girlfriend coverage here. Uh, we're still going to talk about the full season as well as the concert. Like I said, um, but in terms of the scripted show, we're done. Two and a half hours. Nice, tight, clean podcast. It's like the shortest amount of time I've ever been. No on the record breaking. I, I'm surprised. Uh, I, Not I having a game. a game is huge. Not having the game. And also, you caught me late at night. And like <laughs> later at night, me doesn't do as long a podcast as earlier in the night, me. Mm. Well, That's the trick. Yeah. That was mission success. I think. Also, it's a Monday, and I'm kind of tired. <laughs> it's yeah it's always a monday but uh okay well that's it for us here today unless anyone has any final thoughts about the episode anything else you'd like to say if not jess thanks so much for being here this was so much fun oh my gosh this is amazing i'm so happy i got to come on every season and just talk nonsense with you you guys it's been so great i can't wait for you guys to cover Zoe's extraordinary playlist because i really love that show and i'm re- i'm really excited to rewatch it now i know you guys are gonna be covering it because it's just so fun. It's, I don't know. I'm really excited. I'm really happy you guys brought me along on this journey. And Todd's Game Corner better keep continuing. And I'm still going to choose Lindy's team every single time. Um, and we're going to be Adam next time. You'll see. That's right. How yeah. many episodes are in? Uh, 25 so episodes total. So what is it? Like 12, 12, 1 with the movie? Is that what the situation is? Oh, well, it'd be, it'd be 12, 13, 1 with the movie. So 25 plus a movie okay so i have to win the first seven games of the first season and then okay i just got to make sure i get these in and now right. todd knows no gambling questions um, for adam 
no corn questions yeah. either. And also, I learned today no no questions about loons either because Adam apparently has. Uh, a Why do you know everything about loons, about Adam? Loons. What's wrong with you? I don't know. Listen to the Cabin and Curiosities podcast. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, Jess, if people want to hear other ramblings from you oh, so um, much. or other podcasts, what else do you have going on? What are you doing these days? Yeah, so you could catch me over on Pusher Recaps. I cover Community. We are in we're in season four. It's okay. We're speeding through it. We're doing two episodes at a time. If you don't like season four, that's cool neither do i we're gonna get through it very quickly um but that's happening on community building over at post show recaps of course adam has made an appearance uh it's just it's a great podcast go check that out um i'm also covering mythic quest with adam lindy has joined us todd will be joining us or by the time this comes out he already will have joined us on mythic quest um we're covering season three love that show season three has been so good um so check that out as well and then let's see, I guessed it on the White Lotus podcast for feedback on Posture Recaps. And besides that, of course, everything going on at Shit 90 Shows Taught Me with Sarah Ferguson. We are covering the penultimate season of Dawson's Creek. So we're in season five territory for that. Dawson just lost his virginity. We're all rejoicing. Um, uh, Boy Meets World. We are like, oh my God, we're so close to being done with Boy Meets World. It's stressing me out. We only have three episodes more to cover and like five podcasts total left for that show. It's going to be done by the end of 2022. I don't know how to feel about it. It's my first baby. It's it's my little child and it's going to be over soon. But you, there's a ton of backlog. You could go listen to um, so many podcasts, so many guests. It's been lovely. It's been wonderful. And it's almost the holiday season, which means tons of Christmas content coming out soon on Show 90 Shows Tommy. So you can find me at the Jess Sterling and at Show 90s Pod. And I think that's everything. Amazing. Jess, you barely have anything going on. You should probably pick up a few more podcasts. I really don't think I can. Um, <laughs> Lindy, uh, what are you doing these days? What are you up to? Um, yes. Well, as Jess said, I was just a guest on the Mythic Quest podcast for episode four. That was a ton of fun with Jess and Adam. As always, I absolutely love to just be able to talk with Jess Sterling, my friend. It's amazing. I love it when you're here. You're the best. <laughs> Adam, stop making faces. <laughs> no, no. Even the people that were listening to the podcast could feel you making faces. Lindy's <laughs> like, oh, I guess in this podcast with Jess and Adam, and I love talking to Jess. Jess is the best. Yeah. Jess is amazing. Yeah, because I'm so nice and so kind to Lindy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, kindness will get you a long way, Adam. <laughs> even, oh even when we disagree about Nathaniel and everything, you know what? We're united on New Greg. And that I will always appreciate. <laughs> That's Lindy. what matters. Because <laughs> when I was listening to that podcast where you all started talking about New Greg for the first time, I was incensed. I could not believe that anybody was pro New Greg. And Lindy, my girl Lindy came in and was like, mm -mm, no, no, thank you, ma'am. I still remember that all that support I had for Martha. I will never forget. <laughs> that. I don't know if she'll ever listen to this, but I will never forget the support that Martha <laughs> offered on that day. Because yeah. I so desperately needed it. You're not going to get it from me. So um, there you go. Yeah, I, I've been new. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, as always, this has been amazing. Um, and yes, find us on Twitter at our podcast, Twitter, 1CXG Podcast. Amazing. Todd, what are you up to? Where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at Librarian Todd, because Todd Librarian was too many characters. You can also find me um, on Post Show Recaps covering Cabinet of Curiosities. Uh, by the time this drops, uh, the last episode of our coverage will have dropped. Uh, so, but we have uh, eight episodes in the uh, 
coverage plus the preview episodes. So if you're really interested in like a really well done horror anthology that even a non-horror fan Adam enjoyed multiple episodes of. And How scary is it? Like on a scale of one to ten. There's like two episodes you shouldn't watch, Jess. That's what I'll say. Okay. The others are definitely worth watching. Hmm. Yeah, I okay. mean, Adam, I, the, kind of a spoiler alert, if you this, Adam said like two of the episodes of the series, like two of the best episodes of TV that he's seen this year. So Whoa, I, uh, I was, I, yeah, uh, you know, I, I was, Whoa. I was way more, I came into it with very low expectations and I was high, highly impressed. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, even if you're not a big horror fan, there is a, uh, you know, definitely stuff to be enjoyed about that. So it was a lot of fun getting to, to cover that with Adam. On top of that, uh, like you said, I'm going to be on episode five of Mythic Quest coverage for post-show recaps. And uh, yeah, that's about all I have going on these days. Amazing. I'm Adam H. You can find me on Twitter at Piano and Adam one. Um, and I just have to say, uh, as we're doing all these plugs, the thing that I really love is that we are all talking together about so much TV, so much fun. We're all doing it together and it's a freaking blast. Um, as was said multiple times, Mythic Quest podcast on post show recaps. Season three is really fun. You should come check it out. Uh, Final Fantasy seven remake also on post show recaps. Uh, the attractiveness rankings have changed dramatically. Uh, and a new bulge has entered the arena is all I'm going to say. Did you say a new bulge? Yes, that's exactly what I said. So check out that podcast. I really where think I need to check it out. We have so much fun talking about there. Even if you like know nothing about Final Fantasy VII. Remake, and I, I truly don't. Yeah. I think you'll have fun listening to that podcast. Because I kind of go full unhinged just to see what, like, you know how, like, Zed, I try to get reactions out of Zed. It's very fun. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um, uh, Cabinet Curiosities, as Todd already talked about, we are uh, finishing up that coverage over on Post Recaps. Yeah, uh, not a show I thought I'd be recommending, a show I'm very glad we got Todd to talk about on Post Recaps, but like, I don't know, there's some good stuff in there, and uh, it's, it's, uh, I'm not gonna like, uh, I'm not gonna lie about it, there's some good stuff in there, there's maybe some stuff you can skip, but holy cow, there's some good episodes. And then, of course, Doctor Who uh, podcast with Kevin Monday and Melissa Woodward. We are talking about the, uh, uh, the Rise of the Cybermen Age of Steel um, into the David Tennant era as well this week, which is going to be very, very fun. Um, but the most important place you can find me is right back here, where next week we'll be talking about the concert. We'll be talking about season four of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, um, and we'll be doing it together. And as my final note for this series finale podcast... Uh, Todd and Lindy, this was truly such a pleasure. Very happy to have you both along for the ride here. Very happy to be along for the ride here. Uh, and excited to see where we go next with all of our guests, including Jess uh, and our... Uh, we'll see what happens as we go forward. But this has been very fun. Um, and until next week, bye! Bye!